Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and people in attendance at home, from parts unknown, here are your hosts, Jason Turtleneck Hilton and legendary luchador, Gringo Fantastico. It is now time for Headlines, Headlocks, and Hijinks. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Lucky Number 13 episode of Headlines, Headlocks, and Hijinks with Jason the Turtleneck Hilton and... Legendary luchador and one hell of a model Canadian Mexican. See, I did it right that time. <laughs> Gringo Fantastico. And, uh, yeah, yeah, you can you can come in. I don't want to. What? My wife's here. She's bringing me food. <laughs> Hello. Jason says hi. <laughs> Thank you. You're um, So SmackDown and the draft happened. Yeah, sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, SmackDown and the draft happened, and then Raw and the draft happened. So let's let's talk about SmackDown and the draft, and I'll eat green beans. You want to first go over the rosters? Because I did not write down who was drafted when, because, oh my God, did that just sound like a chore? <laughs> yeah, I was looking through it and I couldn't keep it all straight myself. So yeah, let's, uh, let's try to figure that out. So, so on SmackDown, apparently the bloodline does not include the Usos. Yeah, the... What? yeah it was weird. And it's so odd because, like, okay, the OC was drafted as a complete unit. Uh, Judgment Day was drafted without Rhea Ripley but then she was drafted to the same show anyway yeah on, I feel like they made things way harder than it had to be but on Smackdown we have the Bloodline Roman Reigns, Solo and Paul Heyman Bianca Belair the Street Profits Edge, Bobby Lashley, the OC Damage Control the NXT Women's Tag Team Champions Alba Fire and Isla Dawn for reasons, Hit Row. <laughs> I'm convinced they're keeping Hit Row on the same program as Michael Cole, just so Michael can shit on Top Dollar. That it might be. I, you know, I've heard Top Dollar Dollar is actually a kind of a nice guy. I think he's a pretty nice guy. So it's like it sucks that everyone's giving him so much shit, but right. it's still really funny. <laughs> like, well, I'm sorry, dude, but that's your thing now. <laughs> He's basically the new Titus World Slay. Right. Uh, we had Lacey more turns than the Big Show Evans. Like, I, I can't keep straight what she is. Did she go to SmackDown? Yes. She's on SmackDown along with Austin Theory, Charlotte Flair, The Usos. Uh, still haven't won a match, the LWO. Yeah. So the Usos got drafted to SmackDown anyway? Yeah. Even which, without the bloodline? Right, which, like, that, then just draft them with the bloodline. <laughs> yeah, that's so dumb. Uh, I don't know what the hell's going on with that storyline anymore. Right. Jesus. Uh, let's see, we had also on SmackDown, Asuka, the Brawling Brutes, Karrion Cross and Scarlet, LA Knight, Shotzi, Pretty Deadly from NXT, Rick Boobs, Cameron Grimes, Tamina, and Grayson Waller. Good old Grayson Waller going. You know what? Grayson Waller would be a, is a great fit to SmackDown, I think. I think if we can get him and LA Knight like 
either as a team or doing promos against each other, that could be a fun thing. Yeah. Grayson Waller, I didn't like him at first, but I really like him now. I think he's doing his really good work. Uh, I want someone to call him Grayson Wallaby, but then it clicks <laughs> that no one knows what a Wallaby is. Dude, that sounds like something Jericho would have said in like the early 2000s to him. Right. The Grayson Wallaby! <laughs> yeah, he used to call Crash Holly Elroy Jetson all the time. That shit was yes. funny. I think my favorite was when he was making fun of Fandango and he like quotes the Queen song. Yeah. <laughs> As Fandango's walking away, he's like, also my movie tickets were late. <laughs> Do you remember when when uh <laughs> Jericho was feuding with Chris Benoit and they were like, I know oops, I said it was so faux pas, but anyway. Uh or not faux pas, taboo. Um, but uh, remember when he was feuding with Chris Benoit and he did that little thing he was doing like green eggs and ham Yes. on the teleprompter. He's like, I would not fight Chris Benoit on a boat. I will not fight Chris Benoit with a goat. I will not fight Chris Benoit with a score is tied. And it's showing all these pictures up on the thing. And I would not fight Chris Benoit as a blushing bride. And it shows Chris Benoit like a gown, like a yes. wedding gown and a veil. <laughs> That was one of my favorites. Oh, that was a good... That and the list of a thousand and four holds. That had to be his best work. And the other one I really loved from Jericho. I don't know how we got off on this. But anyway, the the last one I loved on Jericho was when uh, he, uh, Stephanie McMahon he was, was in the ring and she had Rhino with her. And <laughs> Jericho... No, not even that one. Not even that one. Jericho comes out and he's like... He's like, he's like, and then I'm going to come out there and I'm going to beat you up, you sweaty, disgusting, gross, blah, blah, blah. He goes, and I'll get to you too, Rhino. <laughs> <laughs> that was that was one of my favorites. But anywho, so yeah, we, we've got, why the hell did they bring all the, the NXT champions? Why the hell did they draft all the champions? I don't know. That doesn't make any sense to me. And like, they took... You took the women's tag champions, but you left the champion. Like, yeah, so Carmelo Hayes isn't ready? Yeah. And did Braun Breaker get drafted at all? No. What the fuck? I thought for sure he'd be one of the free agents since they put Von Wagner as a free agent, which, Ugh. why? Dude, Braun Breaker was the one person I was hoping got drafted. Oh, yeah. And Wesley. I was hoping one of those two guys. Or Dijak, you know, like someone really cool. Like, they're probably not Dijak yet. They'll wait on Dijak to be fucking brutal as shit, and then they'll bring him back. Oh, I, I know you don't watch NXT, but so Dijak's whole thing now is he wears a trench coat and sunglasses. So, Von Wagner is talking to Dijak, and with the enthusiasm and personality of cardboard, goes, why are you wearing sunglasses? We're inside. That's it. That was his insult. Maybe he was, I don't know, maybe he was trying to go for a Corey Hart insult. Like, why are you wearing your sunglasses at night? Like, right. Corey Hart. I don't know. It's so fucking weird. Like, there's just a lot of weird things. Like, so, did you watch NXT yesterday or Tuesday? No. Okay, I, I'm, try, I'm trying to figure out whether or not Alba Fire and what's her in her face, her partner. I love um, yeah, why did they lose? I was wondering if they lost their tag titles since they're going to the roster. The only thing I saw was Indy Hartwell 
she fell into Dexter Loomis's arms and walked away. Which both of them are going to be on the Raw roster. Yes, they are. Did Gargano go over to SmackDown? Um, he did not. Gargano, I have his name written somewhere, is on Raw. Okay, so all of them are on So they're Raw. basically just reforming the way without Austin Theory. Yeah. Good old Austin Theorem. Um... So yeah, that guy, <laughs> yeah, I, I'm just not sold on him, you know. Like he's a perfectly capable worker, just he doesn't get to do anything. No, like every time is, I, I barely escaped and not of my own doing. Yeah, and and I wish that they would have sent Carrion Cross to Raw. I think Carrion and Scarlet would have done really cool, like really they would have it would have been a good fit. Especially since they're trying to go back to that, like, TV-14. And I'm just throwing this out there. Her name is Scarlet. That literally means red. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, yeah, I don't know. Like, and then, but yeah, they, I don't know. I didn't understand half of the the roster decisions, but they put all a lot of the star power on SmackDown. Did you notice that? I did. I very much did. Like, all, almost all of it. Like, other than The Miz, Cody Rhodes, I, I wouldn't even count Rhea Ripley as that much of a mainstream star, because to the wrestling fans, she's a star. Right. To your average person, they don't really know who she is. Yeah, I mean, everyone knows Charlotte, because it's Ric Flair's daughter, you know? And plus, she's been there forever, and she's, like, been a huge thing. But, yeah, I, I, I don't but no, know. They put, a lot of, they put a lot of working people on Raw, though. Yeah, they did. They did. Uh, um, like that was where they put JD McDonough. That's where they put Imperium. Yeah, Imperium. Yeah, I saw the Imperium went to Raw. That's really weird too. But I guess that they've done pretty much everything they're going to do on SmackDown, and they needed to change up the feuds. There are some cool things about the draft that I liked because SmackDown I typically don't watch as much as I watch Raw. And a lot of the people that went to SmackDown from Raw, I don't like to watch anyway, like Austin Theory and Bobby Lashley. And the Bloodline's getting boring. And the Bloodline, like, yeah. That whole story is. Yeah. And did where'd Sammy and Kevin go? Did they go to Raw? So Sammy and Kevin went to Raw. And yeah. the big question I wrote is, so does that mean that also Chelsea Green and... Oh my God, who are the tag champions? of the women i have it written down and cannot find it but anyway it's raquel and uh yes raquel and Liv, Liv morgan they went to raw and i can't help but wonder so does that mean raw has exclusivity to the tag team championships both of them i don't know and then like the, the other two the two women on nxt tag team that wasn't alba alba fire or whatever the other two it was um katana chance and caden carter yeah, isn't Caden Carter, isn't that just Casey Catanazaro? That was actually Katana Chance. Oh, okay, I don't know. I didn't know which one's which. That's weird. That, yeah, that's she weird. was the one from Ninja Warrior that gets in the ring the hardest way possible. Yeah, one of my, so one of my uh, friends from college, he was the story producer on American Ninja Warrior. Okay. So he talks, he talks, he talks very highly of Casey. He said she was just a super nice person, so easy to work with and, and all that. So that was pretty cool to hear. So whenever she wrestles, I'm just like, well, like she's a really nice person. And I kind of 
kind of like through third hand kind of you know know her a little bit i guess through my friend so that's kind of neat so good for her i always loved when they would have this person is a sumo wrestler like well this isn't gonna go well (laughs) at all man or what was the other one they had dana lynn bailey who's a former figure miss olympia and of course like i'm just really excited and can't wait to do it like you're not gonna make it this isn't me being mean. This is me just acknowledging facts of life. <laughs> the facts of life. I love that show. Like, no. <laughs> like th- this isn't this isn't being mean. This is just stating the obvious. Yeah, so did where did Baron Corbin go? That is a good question that I do not have the answer to. I don't know what they're going to do with him because he got, did you see all those videos of him getting that freaking huge, huge baby face pop? Yes. And um, where was it? I think Paris or somewhere in France. Yeah. He got like a freaking huge pop, which is crazy. Which is he French or something? And I don't know it. I don't think so. Okay. They just like him over there, I guess. But. Yeah, so they're going to probably end up doing something with that, although that would be really weird. It'd be cool to make Baron Corbin, like, a face, but make him, like, a face that doesn't want to be a face. Like, make that a storyline. Where he's like, ah, I'm sick of this. Like, why do you people like me? I'm trying to be mean. You know, and, like, do that whole thing. I could see that. And then eventually he, like, comes to terms with it, you know? Kind of like how Randy Orton, you know, didn't really like Matt Riddle at first, and then eventually he came to terms with it. You know, although that storyline really sucks. But I think it would be a really fun storyline to have Baron Corbin just be like, "I'm. why are you all cheering me? I don't like any of you. And right. then the people just keep cheering, even if they have to pipe it in, you know. They keep cheering and keep cheering and keep cheering. And finally, he's like, fine, I'm going to do the right thing if you guys will just leave me alone. And he starts, <laughs> you know what I mean? That would be hilarious. That would be a great story. That would be a great story. And you could, that's like a huge character arc that they could build on. And it would, it would just be a lot of fun, which is why they're not going to do it. <laughs> but what do I know? I don't know shit about shit. So, right. Um, uh, let's see. So, yeah. you want to talk about SmackDown? Yeah. Let's, let's talk a little bit about SmackDown. What the hell All happened right. on SmackDown? So, we started off with the Usos on stage doing a promo, Sammy and KO interrupt. It was exactly the same as last week, and it'll be exactly the same as it was on Raw this week. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, Blah, blah, blah. And let's see. Okay, so here's what I decided I would do with Cody at this point. He wins the secondary world championship and immediately throws it down and says he doesn't want that when he wants the real one. (laughs) And just the whole time, he wants the WWE championship. And that is how somehow we get that belt off of Roman Reigns and we get two separate championships, one per show. That'd be cool. I think I know what's going to happen. Okay. Because this is so WWE and tell me, feel free to correct me if you think I'm just way off on this. I bet you anything Roman Reigns wins that fucking belt. I, I can bet, see that. I bet you anything that's what's going to happen because they're making such a big fuss out of it and he's going to like blah, blah, blah. And then he, they're going to like, I'm guessing what they're going to do since they haven't announced anything about it. Cause it's, it's in May, right? When the Saudi pay-per-view for yes. that. 
So, and I hope they do this because that would be so fucking rad. Because you know I love tournaments. Especially mm-hmm. if tournaments are done on the same night. Like, starting from the beginning, like King of the Ring used to be. I really hope they do that. If they do that at that pay-per-view, I will be happy. I won't give a shit who wins it. I'll just be happy because it's a fucking tournament. And that'll be so cool to watch. You know, I don't like tournaments that are split up. Like, oh, we're going to do this preliminary matches on Raw. And we're going to do the second round on SmackDown. And I like that shit. Like, I like Survivor Series 98 when they did it there. WrestleMania 4 when they did it there. That was a huge fucking tournament. They did it there. I really wish they would do that again. You know, I know AEW, they really like, uh, they just, they, they love to do the tournaments. They've done so many in there that I'm just like, I don't want to see any, another AEW tournament, right. but we have Which is seen... why you're getting another AEW tournament for the Owen Hart. Uh, well, I think that's a yearly thing, like their King of the Ring, but. It is. And that's fine. You know, if that's an annual thing, it doesn't bother me. You know, I think the only other tournament they do is the Dusty Classic tournament, but that's the same thing. They don't do it on the same night. No. They split it up over like a month or something. And it's like, don't do that. Like, I wouldn't see the whole point of a tournament is endurance. The team that really can push themselves past, you know, exhaustion from going through match after match after match to win it at the end is what makes the tournaments meaningful. And they don't do that anymore. And it just completely negates any point of, of the tournament. Right. And so I hope, and I like I said, man, I hope they do the whole tournament in Saudi. But I know here in like a week or so, they're going to start announcing per preliminary matches to qualify for a match at Saudi. You know, I was going to say, that is my favorite part of any wrestling tournament where they go, this is a qualifying match to get into the tournament. You know what most people call that? The opening round. Right. And then they say the tournament is just like a, like a, by the time they start the tournament, it's already like half over. Right. You know, yeah. And they're just like, oh yeah, we've got two matches tonight and then one more match or something like that. Fuck half the time. They don't even do that. Half the time they're like, next week we'll do the second round. Then finally we'll do the finals at the pay-per-view. It's like, go fuck yourself and just put the goddamn tournament on one thing. People will watch it because it means something. You know, it's not just fucking randomness. You know? Plus, then there's a story like you can have, like Bret Hart, where he gets his leg hurt, so he's going into the next match with a hurt leg. Right, and he has to fight. He fought in the first round. He who did he fight in the first round of the first tournament? Bam Bam. Was it Bam Bam? Yeah, because I knew he fought. Didn't he fight Mister Perfect in one of the rounds? He did. I know he did Mr. Perfect. I know he did Yokozuna. I don't recall what places they were in, though. So I think the final match in that in the first tournament was. I think the final match in that tournament was him and Bam Bam. I could see that. Yeah, big guy on last. I think that's what it was. And I'm going to look that up because now now I want to know. That is exactly what I was working on. So, if I would have remembered, if I thought we were going to be talking about King of the Ring, I would have totally done it. That was like King of the Ring, what, 93? Yes. All right. 93. All right. Here we go. Yeah, because that's the one that, the first one where Hulk Hogan lost his championship to Yokozuna when some, for some odd reason, a 
Japanese cameraman jumped on there and his camera blew up in Hogan's face. Right. Like that made no sense. Cause I thought there was like, like, okay, when they did that, I thought that was like, Oh man, there's some foul play. We're going to get a rematch. No, it was just Hogan's out to WCW. <laughs> so. So it looks like Bret Hart defeated Razor Ramon in the opener. Oh, well shit. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. And then he, then he went up against, let's see. Bret Hart defeated Bam Bam Bigelow in the finals. Well, who did he get in between? Because they had three rounds. Up, oh, Bret Hart defeated Mr. Perfect. Ah, okay. See, I thought Mr. Perfect was in there somewhere. He was okay. Yeah, so that like that was really really a fun. That was a really fun King of the Ring because that was like the first one they made a big deal out of, and that was really cool. And then they started. They were cool for a few more years, and then they just got stupid. Like they would just have some rando like win it, like the year Billy Gunn won. And it and meant then, nothing. Yeah, they did nothing with him. They just had the rock cut a promo and make fun of him. Do you remember that promo? Oh yeah. I oh, think yeah. Billy and I just won King of the Ring. <laughs> yeah, like it's like really you just shit all over the guy you pushed through that tournament. And Hunter won one, I think. And, and then, Oh yeah, that was when like Seamus won, so he had antlers as a crown. Yeah, the, the only although one that was that I, pretty cool. I did like it. Yeah, The only one that I think becoming king as part of their character helped, Booker T. Like, when he became King Booker. Yeah. You know, like, I, I don't, I never, I didn't really like it. Like, I get why people would like it. I just didn't really like it. I don't know why. I loved uh, when he would flip. Like, when he went from super proper, then something happened he didn't like. Oh, yeah, <laughs> he would funny. just flip right back to Booker T. I think one. I think well, I mean, there's the infamous Stone Cold Steve Austin winning. Yes, which pushed him to the fucking moon. And thank God Triple H screwed up so royally just a few months before that, and that yeah. gave us Steve Austin three sixteen. Right, and we had, and that was cool because that was old Jake the Snake Roberts thing. Like it was, you know, it was perfect, unplanned too, which was great. Um. Almost and, as if you put a talker out there and just let him talk, he can get himself over. Wow, that's such a fucked up concept. Who would have thunk it? Right? Right? <laughs> um, WrestleMania 4's tournament was awesome, though. Yes, it was. I mean, it, it ended kind of dumb. Like, you know, like, I liked it. I liked the Macho Man. Or, spoiler alert. If you haven't watched it by now, you're not gonna. Spoiler alert, Man, if you haven't seen the show from 1990. Yeah, 1988, I think. Yep. Um, yeah, but I mean, and, like they had Hogan versus Andre in the rematch and ended in a double DQ. Yes. So then who was it that got the buy through that? Someone got a buy through that. Was Ted DiBiase got the buy? I, I think. I think so, that. yeah. Yeah. And then. Uh, and the DiBiase family is currently looking at saying bye bye. Yeah, they're going to be like that in sync song. Right. <laughs> Because there's three of them. <laughs> bye, bye, bye. Um, and, and it's amazing when everybody, oh, can you believe Ted DiBiase? Thank God his father didn't like, eh, I think dad might have been involved. Just Maybe. Maybe there's, slightly. There's a chance the million dollar man might owe some money. Yeah. Uh-oh. <laughs> God, you're supposed to work the gimmick, bro. Not like, <laughs> not become the other spectrum of that gimmick. <laughs> You're more like Cameron Grimes. <laughs> Speaking of which, I'm excited 
that Cameron Grimes got called up to SmackDown. Yes. Look at that. Yes. Look, at, look at that fucking. Yeah. Look at that. <laughs> nice segue, huh? Back into it. Right. Um, yeah, I'm fucking. I'm fucking excited because I. And then there, you've got that history. If they decide history is important again, between Cameron Grimes and LA Knight. Which so, I would love. Oh fuck it! Like, that was awesome. <laughs> like, oh my god, what was it when Cameron had to do all the yard work? That was hilarious. Yeah. And speaking of which, Ted DiBiase was involved in that storyline. <laughs> <laughs> all circles planned, planned, <laughs> not really, but planned. <laughs> we'll just pretend it was planned. Um. Well, speaking of LA Knight, we did get a fun match between him and Butch, and Knight was over like gangbusters. He's always over. He's like Daniel Bryan. Like, if they didn't want him to go over, he's going over anyway, and they're going to have to acknowledge it. I, I will say, apparently, LA Knight's superplex is far more effective than Seth Rollins. Because <laughs> when Seth does a superplex, he immediately rolls into a Falcon Arrow, and the guy kicks out. When LA Knight does a superplex, the guy's down. Like he might kick out, but he's down. Yeah, he's down. Um, so what do you do know you what the most devastating move in all of wrestling was? Uh, the the Widowmaker superplex from the the middle rope. <laughs> Scotty Two Hotties Bulldog. That's Bulldog. When Scotty Two Hottie hit the Bulldog, they were down long enough for him to pose do a dance, do the worm, <laughs> then hit them, then they kicked out. They were down for like five minutes. Yeah, that's one hell of a freaking bulldog. Right. That's like a Dustin Rhodes NWA bulldog. <laughs> <laughs> you know, when it was like the devastating finisher. So but yeah, every time I would watch that, like all of my friends loved the worm. So it was, we want to see the worm, like pin him. He's out. <laughs> He's out for like the next five minutes. I think Scotty might have something loaded there in that. Like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, man. No, but I think, I think, well, I think LA Knight's going to, the rumor is, and I, I hope they do this because it'll be great, is the rumor is, is that LA Knight's probably going to win money in the bank. I would love that. As long uh, as they don't pin him every week after that, as they are wont right. to do. They're also rumoring that they're going to let Austin Theory win it again. Eh, I'm I'm over Austin Theory. Right, I'm sure, like, I'm sure he yeah, he's a good worker, but I just don't care. Right, they've done nothing to make him as the character exciting. He's not. He's like, not even one of those like those heels that is like you know sneaky and conniving and runs away from everything he just sucks he like, just he, luckily luckily someone else was mad at the guy he is fighting that's what keeps happening like he beat john cena and then he hasn't been dominant at all no because they started doing the whole bobby lashley thing with him again right which, which now they're on the same show so it's probably gonna happen again with bronson reed i think well you know what bronson reed should Take that's why the people are saying that's what's going to happen is Bronson Reed's going to take that U.S. title and Austin Theory is going to win money in the bank again and then he's going to win. I'm like, that's stupid. Like, he, the guys that won Austin Theory, no fucking way is anyone going to believe Austin Theory is going to beat Roman Reigns, right? You know what I mean? And and two, 
Austin Theory, if Austin Theory win, and he's not going to win the other title now because he's on the opposite show. So it's like, I don't understand. That's not going to happen. And honestly, LA Knight should win it. Or, I mean, even Cody, like, because I, I don't know if it's, if Cody wins Money in the Bank, then he can choose which champion he wants to go after, I think. So he can cash in on anybody. I think that's how that works. Sure. I mean, I don't think they've ever fully defined the rules for it, but yeah. whatever, it's wrestling. You can make it up. Yeah, so I think, you know, that might be one way to get him over on that. I don't really want to see Cody win Money in the Bank. I'd rather see LA Knight win. What do you think about this? LA Knight takes the fucking title off Roman. I'm fine with it only because I know LA Knight could talk me into believing it. Yes. And the crowd, since the crowd loves him so much, they, they actually might like him more than Cody. And uh, I, that would be huge. Like that would be such a weird upset. Like where LA Knight just pull, takes the title off Roman after a thousand days. Like it would be so fucking funny. Right. But now they're teasing also Seth Rollins is going to like is Roman's next feud. I don't think so cuz Seth is on Raw, so it and I was watching Seth on Raw and can't help but think I feel like that championship belongs to Seth Rollins. I mean, yeah, it should. Even Which is annoying cuz that means I'll have to listen to people chant that stupid song. Still better than the what chant. Yes it is. <laughs> <laughs> um but I don't know, man. The possibilities are endless with an L.A. Night Money in the Bank victory. As right. long as they don't make him lose it. You know what I mean? As long as they don't have him like, you know, I got this thing and now I'm going to because, you know, you know, Vince is in creative. That's what's going to happen. Oh, what was it? The story of Mr. Kennedy? Like, yeah, he gets hurt and they go, you're going to be out for four months. We need to lose the money in the bank. Like, but it's good for 12 months. I have eight more months after I come back. Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense to some of the things they've done for the past 10, 15 years. Like, right. But they have they have a unique opportunity now because L.A. Knight is kind of like Stone Cold. Yeah. How he I... just kind of dropped, jumped out, and he was kind of like blah, blah, blah with the whole Max Dupree bullshit. Kind of like God, Stone Cold was... That. Yeah, it's kind of like Stone Cold was ringmaster, right? And then they pulled away from that. And then now LA Knight's like way over. And even though like he's not really a face, he's like a he's like an anti-hero, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like Stone Cold was. So and even Stone Cold, that's why I bring this up because Stone Cold's even like huge on the guy. He thinks he's like a huge star and he's gonna be great. So Jim Cornette was telling a story of how Stone Cold became the ringmaster. Okay. Apparently, someone told Vince McMahon he's a really good wrestler. And okay. Vince McMahon took that as Okay, so he's a master of the ring. Here's where uh, I'm lost. Does that mean they never told anyone else that... Does that mean no one ever went to Vince and said, hey, you should sign this guy, he's a good wrestler? That was just all he could come up with. Yeah, and that gimmick was awful. Like, and it made no sense. Like, you had better wrestlers. He, Like, he is a perfectly competent in the ring worker, but most of it's going to be on the mic. Yeah, and also, I mean, he was more like a brawler. Yes. You know what I mean? Like, he wasn't like a, yeah, the, and even, I think even Stone Cold said that, too. He's like, I don't know why the hell I was like a ringmaster. Like, I don't know that any of that shit. <laughs> but, uh, 
but yeah, like they just have so many unique opportunities now, especially with LA Knight because he's he's going he's coming in like the same like that. And if they book it properly, and what I think what both promotions are missing right now is authority figure. I think they need to put Adam Pierce on Raw not every week. Just have yeah. him there to like clean up whatever messes occur like once a month. Why not? Like this is the monthly review. And on SmackDown, they need some sort of an authority figure. JBL is there. Why not? He was like the longest running SmackDown champion until Roman Reigns. Yeah. And just make him come out. And once a month, he cleans up the mess. You know what they're going to do, right? Hey, player. <laughs> they're going to bring Teddy Long back in. No, I hope not. God. Like, well, it's going to be hard for him to pitch to but... The Undertaker. Yeah, like, player, you going up against The Undertaker? No, they're going to let, it's going to be like, it's going to be like, I don't know, man. You know what they could do if they had Teddy Long do that? To be able to make, they could have him do that shit with Karrion Cross and make Karrion Cross the monster he's supposed to be. Yeah. And they could have, and Teddy Long's be like, you're going to go up against Karrion Cross, player? And like, Karrion Cross is vicious, like, you know, like he's supposed to be. It's a I really love good. That, fix I love that. that in kayfabe. That means the Undertaker was just chilling out backstage. It's like, eh, guess I got the night off tonight. You're going one on one with the Undertaker. God damn it! <laughs> I, oh, I thought I was going to have an easy night. All right, gas up the bike. <laughs> Hold on a second. Take care of some business. Well, speaking of people who were taking care of business. <laughs> taking care of business. We had the LWO versus Ricochet and Strowman and the Street Profits. Um, guess who didn't win? Yeah, the Street Profits? Or did yeah. they win? Oh, no. LWO definitely didn't win. Oh, nice. Uh, yeah. Street Profits win. Montez Ford still has the prettiest looking frog splash, and they acknowledge that Braun Strowman threw Ricochet and missed his opponents. <laughs> Which, so once again, stop using your partner as a weapon. It yes. doesn't work. Well, I, I read somewhere, like something popped up, and like I don't purposely go out and look at the dirt sheets, but for some goddamn reason, I don't even follow these fuckers. And these things pop into my Twitter feed just randomly. And it's always like Braun Strowman's injured. Is what the last one. I was like, is he? <laughs> like I, I was like, I don't. I thought I just saw him. Like Braun Strowman's injured. Uh, I'm like, I don't. Okay. Like, well, if is he, if he is, he's doing a great job of hiding it. So, what's the point aside from merchandising? I think we talked about this before. What's the point of merchandising? Other than merchandising, that the LWO is even a thing. Is it because they need? They were trying to. They're trying to capitalize on the Mexican pride thing again. I guess, but like you brought this group together, which is a good group. Rey Mysterio, yeah. Santa, who's and Zelina. That's a great group. Too bad they never win. Yeah, and 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 you know, the only like person they could have went up against, the only group was Judgment Day, and they've milked that. They've milked that dry. No, you know what they're gonna do? I, I guarantee it. Judgment Day and the OC are now on the same roster. Oh, shit. So we're going to get Mia Yim, Rhea Ripley. We're going to get AJ Styles and Finn Balor. Then we're going to get the club with Damian Priest and Dominic. Fair. You know, I, you know that was so bad. I'm just glad that Gallows and Anderson are getting some freaking time again. 
Yes, and because, Mia Yim finally has something to do again. Yes, and because honestly, and I'll I'll take this to I'll I'll fight anyone. <laughs> I will fight anyone in a car in an argument about this. Is that Gallows and Anderson is the best tag team they have because they're you know there are other good tag teams. The Street Profits are great and blah blah blah, but the really good Gallows and Anderson remind me of what tag teams used to be. That's fair. You know what I mean? Like, just nice, just real strong style people, you know, and stuff like that. They look like people I would not want to be in a fight with. Right. Like, I don't want to be in a fight with anybody, but if I had to pick someone, I'm definitely not picking Gallows and Anderson. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, closes. And, yeah, then we had Zelina Vega versus Sonya Deville, and... That was it. <laughs> yeah, that was the main event. No, so <laughs> my <laughs> notes are all messed up. So Zelina wins with a roll because what happened is so, so Zelina's in the ring. Uh, let's see, JBL and Teddy Long made draft picks. Hey, and Leia. then I just wrote, Does that mean that? And she was just chilling out in the ring the whole time. <laughs> So that was where it threw me off. It's like, wait a minute, JBL made draft picks. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, Selena wins with a roll up. Rhea Ripley then comes down and takes out Vega, and blah blah blah, and Sonya and Chelsea Green, who smartly backs off. Like Chelsea uh, yeah. Green is the smartest person there to go. I'm out of here. I want no part of this. Yes, and speaking speaking of women's wrestlers and a really good draft move. Ronda Rousey and and uh, Shayna. Shayna Baszler going to Raw. Yep, that's a perfect move for them because they Raw needs to be more brutal than SmackDown. Yes, that's what they need to do with the two shows to set them apart: is make Raw brutal and make SmackDown the television. Well, the television advertising friendly because it's on primetime television, whereas Raw's on cable, so Raw should be like a brutal fight, you know. All the time, like it used to be, you know, like the yeah, they can get away with more on cable, I'm sure. Yeah, but having like Union Underground do the theme song again, you know, you can always you can have your R and B pop crap for SmackDown because that it's on primetime television and people, I don't know, but you go to Raw and like you need to have Raw be a very specific, like aimed towards a very specific, and the wrestling fans are going to go to both anyway. It you know still I mean? kills me that, like you said, with the music, the weekend is yeah. one of the songs for the overlay of people about to fight each other. It's so dumb. Like, yeah, I, I can't wait till the UFC has Peter Gabriel doing <laughs> some of their... All right, guys, the intro to SmackDown is Sledgehammer. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, the intro to Rawls now, Informer by Snow. Informer! <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that would Why be. Why not? Cool. NXT, we've got Snowbird by Ann Murray. <laughs> <laughs> Raw will be the Carpenters, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> or fucking Barry Manilow. <laughs> so when Raw launches, I'm ready to take a chance again. Ready to put. Yeah, that's what it should be. <laughs> that's what, if, you know, if you're going to go, if you're going to be stupid, go fucking full, full on stupid. You know what I mean? I've always thought it would be hilarious if... What's that movie where the dude stands outside with the boombox? Say anything. 
Thank you. Mm-hmm. I've always thought it'd be hilarious if there was a tag team that just didn't get along, whatever, but they have a championship opportunity and they played stand by me. <laughs> God, I still the I'm... best version of that song was by Timon and Pumbaa. <laughs> I'm still trying to figure out. I think it was Peter Gabriel that was playing on the boombox and say anything. I think so. Yeah, I think that's I think that's what it was. <laughs> that's hilarious. <laughs> so so yeah, great. Ah, so uh let's see what happened next. Mediocrity. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes it was. <laughs> so let's see. Main event we had Solo Sokoa versus who the hell did we have solo fighting? I don't know. Probably. Oh no! It was Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn versus the Usos. Okay. Before that, Shinsuke was attacked by Karrion Cross for no reason. Karrion Cross keeps starting feuds over nothing. Yeah. Like he was mad at Rey Mysterio for being a bad father, which does not affect him in the least. Maybe Karrion Cross is a racist and he hates Shinsuke because he's Japanese. <laughs> That's the new plan. White supremacist carrying cross. He goes after the Mexican guy and the Japanese guy. I mean, that's where it's leaning towards, if you think about it. That's what I thought. <laughs> when Swerve Strickland and AEW had the two tatted up big white dudes, like, oh, hey, it's the progressive white supremacists who are led by the rapper. What is this? When I saw that, I first thought it was just PG-13 again on steroids. <laughs> Wolfie D, wasn't that like Wolfie D? And I can't remember the other guy. I remember they were in the Nation of Domination for a while too. Yeah. <laughs> Freaking PG 13. Jesus. Right. Uh, so, yeah, you're going to notice a pattern here. The main event of the Usos and Solo always ends with interference and a DQ. Every time. Like, I'm hoping, here's my hope for the draft. We're now getting to the good stuff. Like, now the the old chapter is closed and we're moving on to the next book, which is way better than the first book. And I suppose we probably won't know until until, uh, maybe this Friday, tomorrow. Well, May 8th is when the draft is supposed to take effect. Which we'll know how serious they are on SmackDown when they go... We're moving this person, this person, this person, and this person. And Von Wagner will be there, so you can all head to the bathroom or the concession stand. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Uh, yeah, so next up we had Raw. Yep. Which we started off with Brock Lesnar as a free agent and can appear anywhere at any time because he renegotiated his contract. That's so dumb. <laughs> it is. There's like a group of people that are free agents. Yeah, it for was... no fucking reason. So for free agents, we have on another page. <laughs> <laughs> They're even numbered, and I can't keep it straight. We have Brock <laughs> Lesnar, Dolph Ziggler, Mustafa Ali. For some reason, yeah. What the fuck is that about? Almost an MVP. None of that makes sense. 
Also, weirdly not drafted or mentioned as free agents, we have Bray Wyatt, Alexa Bliss, and Logan Paul. Yeah, Logan Paul will just be one of those people that can go wherever he wants whenever. It must be nice to have that much money. Yeah, no kidding. It must be nice to be the voice of a lazy-ass generation. Right. No offense, people. Most people listen to our show are old anyway. <laughs> So it doesn't matter, but yeah. So Logan Paul sucks so bad that my kids who are from the YouTube generation don't even like him. I've yet to find the person who does like Logan Paul. Nobody. I found plenty of people who go, I respect how hard he's clearly working, and I respect that he made however many millions of dollars, but as a person, he's a douche. You don't like, go. don't go on Twitter. and Like, I've had people, because I've been very outspoken about how much I don't like him. Mm-hmm. And people are like, he's a good worker. I go, I don't care if he's a good worker. He's a fucking garbage dumpster fire of a person. Right. Like, I'm like, I don't care because I know who he is outside of there. If I didn't know a goddamn thing about the guy and he was wrestling or whatever, I'd be like, whatever. You know, he's just another wrestler. But since I fucking know of this guy's past and how fucking garbage he is, I don't want to watch him. And I don't think he should be involved in wrestling because he's taken spot. I mean, I mean, I know that I took, go on this rant all the time, but he's taking a fucking spot from like anyone else. You uh, know, that could be a spot that someone's worked their ass off to have. I will put it. I will never forget when Michael Vick got convicted of Michael Vick stuff. Yeah. And I couldn't help but think like the NFL needs to get rid of this guy. Like this is not a person you want as your representative. Right. And the whole time. Well, he deserves to be able to make a living. Not saying he can't. I see a help wanted sign at McDonald's right over there. Yeah, he should do something where he's not in the public eye. Right. You know, I like, don't care if the NFL even wants to work, have him work behind the scenes. He should not be on TV. Like, I was so proud of the NFL when Ray Rice got... It, first off, folks, if you're going to commit social abuse, could you not do it in front of a camera? That Step one, okay? <laughs> But right. yeah, the the Ravens suspend him for two games, and then the NFL just says, "Now you're done." <laughs> Which, yeah. thank God, you should say that. Yeah. And then was the other guy? Well, the, I think what was that the guy from the Patriots that was a dumpster fire? Oh, yeah. Aaron Hernandez. Yeah. Didn't have to worry about him. No. <laughs> he took care of that himself, I think, or it, someone it's... else did. So, anyway, we had... <laughs> now that we've gone on Dumpster Fire Humans, let's go on to a Dumpster Fire show. Yay, Monday Night Raw. We had a Paul Heyman promo where he says pretty much exactly what you were just talking about. The championship looks fantastic and would look even better around Roman Reigns. Which I'm interested in. Like, you can make that work. Why not? I think that they're going to, I honestly, like, because it's going to piss off the fans, and Vince fucking loves to piss off the fans, that's probably what's going to happen. And honestly, I think it's a good idea. Right. I think it's a great idea. I think putting more titles on Roman to, to get more heat on him is just going to make it that much better when someone finally beats him. Yes. You know? So because what they should do is put Roman in a triple threat or in a in a two out of three falls match where all the tie his titles are on the line. 
and then he loses all of it in the same night. That'd be cool. It'd be Cody. It'd be like Cody and fucking Sammy or Cody in LA night, and they take all of it off of him. That would be hilarious. It would just, it would be great. So I, I am so proud of this line, and I'm hoping you like it. Seth Rollins come out looks exactly like Jacqueline Bissett from The Deep in 1977 with his see-through <laughs> white shirt. <laughs> yes, that's good. Or, or as a secondary one, Seth Rollins comes out wearing what can only be described as a veil that's clearly missing from a bride's wedding dress. <laughs> we like to call that Liberace chic. <laughs> <laughs> No offense to Liberace, that guy had some style. Yeah, yeah, he did. All right, so so Paul Heyman is on the phone, I assume, with Roman, and I love that Paul Heyman is bringing back his phone gimmick. Like when Paul Heyman was on the phone during matches, that was awesome. The, yep. Unfortunately, the iPhone is not as fun as the brick from the nineteen eighties was. They should do something one night where none of his phones are working, so he has to pull out the big brick phone. That would be funny. I wouldn't make much sense, but it would be funny. Right. It'd be good for a gag for like people that got the joke. You know what I mean? So whatever. Uh, let's see. So uh, the crowd started singing as they do. <laughs> and Seth Rollins threaten- threatens to stomp Paul Heyman, but doesn't. Yeah. Early in the day, Cody arrived and Adam Pierce asked for peace among Cody and Brock. Cody in so many words says he can't guarantee that. <laughs> Yeah. Ugh. I am not a fan of this Brock Lesnar, Cody Rhodes fucking feud. No, I, I really don't, don't have shit. much interest. I'm sick of Brock Lesnar. Uh, let's see. The next. Ma- no, the first match we have is Bailey and Dakota Kai against Liv Morgan and Raquel. I thought this was funny. So Raquel comes out first, but they play Liv's little graphic, like her name that shoots forward, whatever yeah. they're called, like the graphics that aren't really there. Oh, the the little virtual reality thingies? Yeah, that one. Yeah. So then Liv comes out, so they just play it again. <laughs> <laughs> no, some intern fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> And, Sorry. And, ba- and Bailey is apparently bringing back the whole hanging suspenders look, which I always liked that look, but whatever. Hey, whatever works for her, I guess. Well, let's see. The match was just Raquel and Liv use each other as weapons. Dakota and Bailey actually look like they're part of a team, while Raquel looks like she's doing a tribute to Selena, which I'm sure she is, but <laughs> she and Liv do not look like they are a unit. That is the dumbest team ever. Right. It would like, make more sense for them to have like Raquel and and Zelina Vega be a tag team, you know, not just because they're like not because they're Hispanic or but like I mean just because it just it just seems like it would make more sense. I don't know. And I'm just so lost, like, okay, so one of you is probably on drugs, the other one has a back. <laughs> like, that's it. That's their whole shtick. Yep, and it's a whole nother thing, whether you're using the other one as weapon. Yep. Doing it again. Which, like, uh, okay, here's how you break each other up. Liv does the stupid Huracarana to Raquel, but the opponent moves, 
and Raquel gets mad at Liv. Like, you've got your breakup ready. The problem is it's going to take two years to get there. <laughs> Jesus. Much like the wedding I attended the other day. <laughs> nice. That that did not happen, but I saw it and couldn't help myself. Well played. Oh, uh, man. Let's see. So, the end of the match, Liv hits the Oblivion on Dakota. But... This makes no sense. Basically, <laughs> Bailey hits a sunset flip that turned into a jackknife pin, so they won. I'm not sure why, but it says hashtag selfie on here. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. So yeah, and they're they're doing that because they have because Eo's not there because she's getting ready to have that big match with with uh, Bianca. Bianca, yes. Which, if they're smart, they all have Eo take it. That's what I'm hoping. N- nothing again. It's Bianca, but I, they're not doing anything. I and her work yeah. is just not at championship caliber right now. No, I mean, like, she's a great worker and she's strong and everything else. I just don't care. You know, um, I would love to see another feud. with. I would love to see a feud with EO and Asuka. That'd be fun. Like the Especially promos. if they do the... <laughs> Yes, yeah. the, the, dude, that was like one of the fucking funniest things I've seen on wrestling. And that's the thing about wrestling, right? I love it when they have little funny shit like that. It cracks me up, you know. It's like, it, it, but that was so well executed. Just like, just like Rhea Ripley untying that dude's shoe. You know what I mean? Like, it's <laughs> so good. just funny shit, you know. And like, and I love that stuff. And they don't do that stuff. I actually loved when Corey Graves during that whole thing, like, well, you don't need a translation for that, like. You don't? I have no idea what they said. <laughs> like, I have absolutely no idea. I, I love the... Um, I really love the... If someone did a subtitle version of it, and they put all what they, exactly what they yep. were saying on there, and it was really funny. Like, they were being serious, but at the same time, not they're not being serious, you know? Because they were saying things, and, like, the emphasis on all the words they were saying were like, <laughs> I don't think I needed that right there. <laughs> but it was great. Oh, I think my favorite, how they started with Hoska. Oh, you speak Japanese? And you're like, of course I speak Japanese. <laughs> <laughs> like those two haven't wrestled each other about a thousand times in Japan, right? Right. <laughs> like, you worked together. <laughs> so, uh, we had Ricochet and Strowman against Chad, Gable, and Otis. <laughs> so, Chad and Otis come out with Maxine for some reason like i know they're still fighting over custody of otis but well didn't she say she's gonna go wherever otis goes yeah but does that mean she's abandoned her models i mean one can hope although (laughs) although everyone knows mansoor is gonna win that freaking new championship title in saudi arabia how much how much you want to you know what there you know what i normally i would say there's not a chance in hell right no offense, or no pun intended towards Vince, but since they're doing it in Saudi Arabia, and, you know, like, that 0% chance has gone up to maybe about a 65. Just because. Oh, I'm sure someone in Saudi Arabia said, so you have this guy, Mansoor. We would love to see him as a champion. Mansoor is a good worker. Yeah. I mean, I don't know about you guys, but I'm not going to tell the Saudi government no. Right. Especially not while I'm in Saudi Arabia. Right. 
you know um because last time they pulled that trick yeah it didn't didn't end well well it ended really well for nxt right (laughs) (laughs) that was like one of the best smackdowns they they've had in fucking years oh it definitely was uh let's see so you know what here's who could be a good smackdown or raw gm booker t was there as a presenter like he'd be a good authority figure problem is he's a giant compared to the rest of their roster now (laughs) right (laughs) you know i always thought there was there was someone i was thinking that would have made a really good gm and uh like i'm i like like i used to love mcfoley but i don't i'm over that i don't want to see mcfoley as a the gm anymore oh you remember when kurt angle was gm yeah i think so yeah 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 yeah. so his heavy that guy luther like the big jacked up dude oh luther reigns yes yeah so i was going through some dvds the other day did you ever see the girl next door is that the one where like she's like a porn star or something and like okay yeah i've seen it in that movie luther reigns just shows up okay the kids infiltrate a porn convention and they do the whole we're directors so the girl they're talking to oh my god you guys should use me in your movie and luther reigns is like you guys talking to my girl and she hits him with no they're directors oh we'll feel our tits (laughs) (laughs) and the whole time like that's luther reigns I'm not going to give away how that whole thing ends, but if you've never seen it, go out of your way to watch it at least once. It's yeah, funny. It's a pretty funny movie. It was back when things were still allowed to be funny. I think it was the last generation of things that were allowed to be funny. That Euro yeah. trip, road trip. Yeah. Anything Tom Green said yes to. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like Freddie got fingered and. Oh, that was just, that was insanity. The whole uh, movie. Rat Race. That was a whole other part of that generation. You know, the ripoff oh. of Cannonball Run. Yes. Oh, oh that man. was that was such a good time. It was. Jesus, my tongue's burning. <laughs> my wife, my wife, when she brought me in, I, the rice, she brought me in rice and she put hot sauce all over it. Oh. Which I like hot sauce, but. Wasn't expecting it to hurt that much. Now my whole fucking <laughs> mouth is on fire. So whatever. <laughs> so let's see. Blah blah blah. Uh, let's. Oh, so Ricochet and Strowman win after Ricochet does a swanton off Braun's shoulders for some reason. Whatever. Yeah, because like Braun's taller than the top rope, so. Yeah, but it's not like he can get any jumping momentum off of it. It'd been funnier if, like, he st- <laughs> Ricochet stepped on Braun's hands like this, and yeah. Braun like pushed him up with his hands, like a, did a fucking like gorilla press and flipped him over the ring, and then he did his <laughs> fucking like seven twenty splash. I think that'd have been pretty fucking cool. I just think Ricochet has a little too much faith in his partner. Yeah, yeah, I'm not a big. Uh, yeah, I guess not, it pays I, to be eh. tall. <laughs> Sure. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Let's see. We had a Judgment Day package where they were featuring Bad Bunny. Yeah, I don't care. Me neither. So (laughs) next up was Shawn Michaels with Adam Pearce to announce the next draft pick. But a wild Brock Lesnar appeared. 
Oh boy. Wearing an absolutely lovely duster that any cowboy would have been proud of. He stole it from Billy Zane in Tales from the Crypt presents Demon Knight. <laughs> <laughs> you fucking ho-dug, po-dug, well then there, motherfucker! I love that movie. So, Adam Pierce sends security into the ring, then sends out more security to the ring, <laughs> and apparently this triggers Cody Rhodes' entrance music. But Cody attacks from the crowd. And here, here's where security was smart. They swarmed Cody. Not a single person touched Brock. Like, not even one of those, like, push the chest so he goes back. Nothing. Not a single finger was laid on him. Yeah, that's pretty smart. And then Brock Lesnar calmly left. That's, that's, that's all it. he did. That's it. He's, he probably gave a couple shit-eating grins before he left, too. Yep, that was it. Yeah. Uh, let's see. So Shawn Michaels continues with the draft picks, and Adam Pierce was gone. <laughs> uh, let's Adam see. Adam Pierce is drafted to NXT. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> it, it just—if you guys ever have a chance, go ahead and YouTube some Adam Pierce wrestling matches. He used to be good. I promise. Yeah. You know, M- MVP would be a really good fucking GM. He would be. I think you can even keep cool. almost with him as like his his enforcer. enforcer. Yeah, it's like yeah, that would be perfect. Like that would be a perfect thing to do with Omos and with MVP. Right. Because like I'm sorry, as illustrated coming up soon, almost doesn't need to be in the ring. <laughs> you know what they should do? Like you know what I think would be great. It'll never happen in a million years, but I think it would be entertaining as fuck. Bring Al Snow back as the GM. For one of the shows, that'd be great. Yeah, why or, not? Or Rob Van Dam. RVD like Rob... was there. He was presenting. Yeah, exactly. And like, I think that would be hilarious because, like, the whole time, you know, like everyone knows Rob's like four twenty and all that stuff. So the whole time, he could just like, could you imagine like the back and forth he would have with fucking Matt Riddle? <laughs> <laughs> that is how you use Matt Riddle. Man. You know, I. Uh... Be great. I put on here for RVD coming out. We gave so much credit to all the ladies saying they look great, they never aged, all that. Yeah. Rob Van Dam looks fantastic. That yeah. dude is also not aged a day. I'm which I'm to hoping... be fair, he is the calmest, most stressless person <laughs> on the planet. I know. I've tweeted out to him several times where he's retweeted me or like liked Mike's comments and stuff, where I'm just like <laughs> I'm going to practice RVD-ism and just say, I'm just going to be chill about the whole thing. <laughs> and he's always like, retweet. Um, Have you I'm seen hoping... his girlfriend? No. So she is known as the queen of twerk, Katie Forbes. Uh, no, never seen that. And apparently Katie also has a girlfriend. Okay, whatever works for her. Right, like, all right, God bless Hey, you know what? Some relationships work that way. Well, speaking of relationships that apparently aren't working, (laughs) Riddle was backstage with Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens. Riddle states that since they're all on the same show, they get to see more of each other. Kevin looks nonplus about this idea. Yeah, I think that you're going to see like a falling out and then you're going to see Matt Riddle, Kevin Owens matches. And then Sami's going to be in the middle like fucking... uh, Like now? (laughs) Yeah, Sammy's going to be in the middle of it like uh, fucking Jan Brady. Yes, I'm in the middle. (laughs) (laughs) 
It's a dated reference, but y'all can kiss my ass. It was funny in my she head. She was the one who got hit with the football, yes? And Marsha was. No, Marsha was. Yeah. Jan was the middle child. Okay. Yeah. Because I don't know if you're, we're talking about the show or the movie, because that the football thing happened in both. But I love in the movie how Jan's like a psychopath. Yeah. And she keeps hearing voices until like fucking Florence Henderson shows up at the end and is like, cut the crap. Thanks, Grandma. Oh, they're gone. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny. Uh, such a great movie. It was. It really was. Like, you know, people don't like it, and I don't get it. I don't know. I just, I don't know. You have to just be comfortable with what it is. Yeah, and it's like, that movie can't hardly wait. Right. That's like one of the funnest, funniest fucking movies I've ever seen. <laughs> uh, okay, anywho. Um, so we had Riddle versus Jimmy Uso. And I'm just throwing this out there. Riddle looks like his trunks are just a few sizes too small. <laughs> Maybe he's trying to like he's trying to sport the wang. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe he's gonna be the new Val Venus. Oh God! Hello, penis. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, shaving uh, Ryan's privates. <laughs> uh, so this match was a complete mess. We had interference by Jay immediately. So here's a, here's how Kevin and Sammy deal with this. Kevin confronts Jay. And immediately falls to his back. Sammy throws a chair to Jay, who catches it. Then does the whole, ref, he hit Kevin. None of these people are in the match. So I'm not sure why this mattered. Okay. And the ref kicks out Jay. Huh. Huh, that's weird. Oh, he just like, banned him from ringside. Right, like, they didn't interfere in the match at all there's just too much shenanigans going out on outside of the <laughs> ring maybe they've got a referee and i'm not make, making light of this maybe i am but i you know it's a fucking joke get over it but like maybe the referee has adhd or something and just can't handle all the crap going on around the ring like he can't focus <laughs> on what's going on so he's like get these shenanigans out of here it's fucking with my head get out <laughs> i have adhd i can make that joke yeah, sure you can, you can make fun of your own shit <laughs> it's a law of yeah. comedy so, at the end of the match, Kevin, who had been hit by Jimmy, rams Jimmy's head into an exposed turnbuckle. Riddle then hits a jumping knee and then the floating bro for the win. Wow, okay. That's it. That's lame. Uh, so, I uh, didn't expect this, but Eric Bischoff is one of our presenters. Well, as much as he talks shit about AEW, I'm sure they were okay letting him in. That that is a weird, just a weird choice of like you go on their television a lot. Should you be shit talking this much? Like, yeah. I'm not saying don't critique, but some of the takes are kind of brutal. Yeah. Well, I mean, maybe he's fishing for a job again. I wouldn't think he'd need one. No, he's usually out fishing. I mean, guy's like a fucking like multimillionaire, almost a billionaire. Have you seen his home? Like he lives in, oh. he lives in a secluded mountain. Oh yeah, up in like Wyoming or some shit. Yep. Yeah, and like his one of his his house is probably one of those ones that Robin Leach talks about. Right. Remember that? Remember that fucking show? 
You know, oh, the lifestyles that... of the rich and famous. Yeah. Okay. With champagne wishes and caviar dreams, I'm Robin <laughs> Leach and I do know why. <laughs> Which, by the way, if you've ever had caviar, no. It's just, no. Salt. It's just salty. <laughs> right. You know, it's not that big of a deal. It's not uh, the worst thing I've ever had. It certainly wasn't worth the price I paid for it. Well, you don't want to pay for it, no. But if you have a rich friend who just has it, you know what I mean? Like, I would fucking pay for that shit. <laughs> oh, I drew the line. So I'm like, oh, yeah, you put it on this cracker here. Like, well, now I've ruined my cracker. What the hell? <laughs> yep. And that's how I know I was never meant to be rich. Well, it's like anchovies, right, on your pizza. Like, some people like it. I don't think anchovies are that bad. It's just salty. You know, yes. So if you like salt, then you're going to love anchovies on your pizza. You I know? did have one person. I, I'm just throwing this out there. If you do this, you're a horrible person. And there's a special <laughs> place in hell reserved for you. <laughs> she would microwave anchovies at the office. Ew. And it would stink up the place. Yes. Ah, that's gnarly. Why would you even do that's like It's like opening up a can of sardines in front of a pregnant lady. Right. Like, that's going to fuck with people. You know like, what I mean? You just don't do that. One of the times when I was when I was in tech school in the Air Force, one of the, we had a very, very, very pregnant uh, teacher. <laughs> and one of the guys in my class, just a dumb motherfucker, like, I purposely went and fucking during snack, you know, during our breaks, went and got himself, like, fucking the little packets of the, the sun-kissed. Oh yeah, not the sun kiss, but the, the whatever the the tuna fish shit. And he would literally go in there on purpose and open it up to because he thought it was funny to the teacher. <laughs> I'm like, you jackass! You do realize that she's a fucking tech sergeant and you're goddamn airman basic. Go fuck yourself. Right. Knock that shit off. Technically, I I could pull rank on him because I was in tech school. I was a higher rank than everybody because I had college. <laughs> so. I don't know how they were. They were probably the same, but the pregnancy pants and the like basic uniforms, they were made with like this black front so it could stretch with the pregnancy. Yeah. This one doorknob of a person I was working with, <laughs> he goes to the uniform store, comes back with like three pairs of pregnancy pants. <laughs> and we go, why do you have those? And he goes, it's great, man. They're stretchy. <laughs> I'm sure that went over well with the with the NCOIC. Oh yeah. <laughs> Very nice. It was the weirdest thing because we're all just are they for someone or <laughs> no, they're mine, bro. Stretchy pants. I'm the incredible Hulk. <laughs> You you saw the 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 uh the Ed Norton Incredible Hulk movie? Yes. You know what the thing I remember most about that movie? It's not the fight with Abomination. It's not like all the crazy shit with the tags. It's at the begin beginning when he's walking like towards. That's about you know, about third of the way through when he's walking through like Mexico and he needs new pants and he walks up and he goes says something in Spanish. He goes a lot of stretchy. <laughs> that's the one thing I remember. Anytime someone says that movie, that's the first thing that pops in my head. Stretchy. Because he just says it to him. Yeah, I don't know. That's a dumb story, but I don't give a shit. All that shit makes me laugh in my head, and if you don't like it, go piss off. Well, <laughs> speaking of dumb stuff that can piss off, uh, we had Excellent Paul segue. Heyman. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, we had Paul Heyman talking to Solo. A wild Jay appears <laughs> and wants to know why Solo wasn't at ringside. And Paul basically said, well, Roman didn't want Solo at ringside. Then they just give Jay the room. They just leave. Blip, blip, blip. Yep. And he just stands there. Yeah. Uh, let's see. We had Ms. TV. Shinsuke was the guest. Shinsuke gets Miz to chant tiny balls in Japanese. <laughs> and then Shinsuke kills him. So Shinsuke got drafted to Raw. Yes. Okay. And let's see. We had almost killed a guy. <laughs> like, that was it. It was just a squash match and almost went out and killed a guy. It's just a local guy? Yep. Where Where, where was it at this week? Oh, I do not know. Okay. Usually, if it was in my neck of the woods, when they would squash an indie guy, I knew who it was. Like, I'd be like, <laughs> ah! A lot of the time, they'd squash this guy. Like, if they were in, like, Fort Wayne or Indianapolis or something, they would squash this guy named Dylan Bostic. Like, <laughs> like all the time. <laughs> Dylan's a great worker, too. But, like, it was just it was just funny to, to watch him do that. Anyway. Uh, let's see. So next we had Judgment Day and Ring promo. Uh, pretty much mostly more of the same, but Dominic has more heat than anyone. Yeah. Like the fans hate him. Which, which I don't. I mean, I know they hate him because of the Ray thing. But I think why do a, they hate him now? I think it's a meme at this point. Like Dominic comes out and they just know to boo him. Like Seth comes out and they know to sing the song. Okay. There's probably, you know, like on the old TV shows, they would have a sign light up that says applause. Yes. That's probably what they do. They have like, and everyone's there, they have a little thing that says, boo now. And everyone's I was, like, well, okay, I guess. I was always curious how that worked on like sitcoms that were comedies when they would say, laugh. And you're like, at what? Like, that wasn't funny. Yeah. Well, back in the day, they just used canned laughter from like years and years ago. It was like right. Andy Kaufman, you know, he's uh, Jim Carrey said in Man on the Moon, those are dead people laughing. Dead people. <laughs> oh. So Dominic then says his deadbeat dad and the LWO are running from them. Ray interrupts and he has a point. The judgment day. No, Ray interrupts and he has a point. The LWO isn't running from the judgment day. They were drafted to another brand. Like, yeah. that's how a draft works, kid. Is that what Ray said? Yes. <laughs> that, I made up none of that. That is what Ray Mysterio said. Some fucking truth for once. Right. <laughs> Just a flat out like, hey, dumbass, this is how this is. <laughs> like, do you fucking, have you ever read a book? Like, do you understand things with just like general, like anything? It'd be like two football players from Clemson. One of them gets drafted to the Commanders. The other one gets drafted to the Eagles. And they go, yeah, he's running from me. Like, no, he was picked. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's awesome that Ray just flat out said, basically just said, you're a dumbass. <laughs> you know, I want Ray to have this moment. He needs to say exactly what he said. We're not running from you. We were drafted. Then say... You're an idiot. I raised an idiot. <laughs> that would be great. That would be great. See, they need to do more shit like that because it would be fucking hilarious. 
Right. You know, that's really it. That's what brawl is. That's what wrestling in general is missing. Like the the fucking comedy. And like, like you can have funny stuff without the silly, stupid person. Yeah. Like, like we just said, just say you're an idiot. I raised an idiot. Right. Like the like the promo with where when uh, you know handsome Cody Rhodes and Goldust are backstage. And Dusty Rhodes was backstage, and they're going off doing their little gimmicks where Cody's like, my face, and Goldust is like, <sighs> you know, biting, and Dusty Rhodes looks over at him, and he goes, man, I raised me some weird kids. <laughs> <laughs> best fucking, one of the best fucking things I saw on Raw in forever. Or or the other thing where, like, The Rock's like, and it doesn't matter if it's going to be the millions of Hulkamaniacs or the millions and millions of the Rock's fans. And like Kane's like, or the one, or the hundreds of thousands of Canaanites. <laughs> he starts, what you going to do? Like, that shit's funny. Like, you know? Right. Like, that, you need that. And, and it's, it's, it's stuff you remember the next day. And it's, it's, and they did a lot of that in the 80s too. Like, you know, you got to see, you know, whenever Jake the Snake Roberts would like beat the shit out of Ravishing Rick Root and he'd yank his fucking pants down. Yeah, it's just fucking funny, right? Like, you know, and and we all remembered and talked about that because it's like, oh, did you see the black dot over his ass? That's hilarious, <laughs> you know. And and you know the thing with the million dollar man kicking the basketball, shit like that. It's just fucking funny. So apparently, Vince McMahon wanted Christian to have a black dot over his face at all times when he was wrestling, and that what? was going to be his gimmick. And I can't help but think, logistically, that sounds like a nightmare. This sounds like a nightmare for the fucking editors. Exactly. Jesus, like, I, if Vince came up to me and said that, I would have told him to go fuck himself. Right, like that's when you look at him <laughs> and go, okay, what you're asking for would take a week to edit. What you're giving me is a 10-second delay. Yeah, so, yeah it's, well, like, it's one thing if you could like pull a John Madden with a little pin on the screen and just go, and, like follow it around. Whatever. And if you could do it in like live time with the little dot, like, okay, here's the dot, I'm going to move it around as he goes, like. <laughs> That'd be the one thing, but God, that would be an awful fucking job for an editor. Right. Uh, so we had Priest, Dominic, and Rhea versus Ray, Zelina, and Santos. You want to guess who wins? Santos, Al Halper, Bart Simpson? Nope. <laughs> LWO <laughs> will not be winning on this show. They got drafted to the other show. They don't have to win. <laughs> I'm curious what their t-shirt sales look like. Like, you printed all these LWO shirts. Do you sell any of them? I don't know, but okay, so this, that reminds me of something that happened we didn't talk about on our show, was when, did you, like, the whole thing Chavo was going online, talking mad shit about fucking Rey Mysterio, and then when people got mad at him, he fucking, like, said it was all a gimmick. He was just working a fucking gimmick. Right. Working a fucking angle. And it's like, people are like, bullshit, you know, but maybe you will, I don't know. Well, is that akin to when Roseanne made the joke and then said, I was on Ambien? <laughs> <laughs> oh, the bad thing that got her kicked off of the Connors show. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Apparently, they're going to be bringing her back. Well, Ambien Other, had the best like response. So Ambien responds with, a side effect of our drug is not racism. Which, like, ah, uh, damn it. You're uh, one of the best comedians of all time, and you just got put in your place by a drug company. Yeah. Yeah. 
She could have handled that better, though. She totally. She should have not just not said that. That would have been probably the best thing. Right. <laughs> you know, like that. You know, okay. So I, I, I understand the point to where, like, in the '90s and the '80s, the shock comic thing was okay. You know what I mean? Like that was oh, yeah. a thing, and no one cared because everyone back then actually had a sense of humor. But also, you know, but thinking about it from this angle too, it's not the same world. We don't live in the same fucking world we live in anymore. And you have to change with how things are going. It's amazing thinking Lenny Bruce would be tamed by today's standards, but he would also be shocked at the things you can't say by today's standards. I, I'm, yeah, no shit. And I'm thinking about George Carlin. Yes. Could you imagine George Carlin right now? I would, I wish George Carlin was still around right now just to listen to what he would have to fucking say about our goddamn dumpster fire of a planet. You know? <laughs> Could you imagine what he would talk about about the pandemic? Oh my God. That the would, things he would say. I don't know. Like getting Sam Kennison. You know, and then Mitch Hedberg could be like all Eeyore about it. <laughs> so put, put apparently... spot remover on my dog and now he's gone. <laughs> <laughs> so apparently, and I just choose to believe this is true. Sam Kinison and Andrew Dice Clay hated each other. Like with the white hot intensity of a thousand suns to the point one day in the comedy store, Sam Kennison shot a gun at Andrew Dice Clay and missed, and they just left the bullet hole in the wall. <laughs> See, it's, this is what you don't do. Right. So they've recently covered it from what I've heard, which is such a shame. Like, no, you need to leave that there. That's some <laughs> comedy history there. That's funny. <laughs> oh, I didn't mean Mitch Hedberg. I meant Stephen Wright. I don't know why the fuck I said Mitch Hedberg. Okay. Because he was yeah. stoned and I don't, melo- I don't know. Not melatonin. What is it? Monotone the whole yeah. time. Yeah, he was Ben Stein of comedy. <laughs> anyway, moving you know, on. Ben that was Stein good. was a White House um, advisor. That doesn't surprise me. I can't imagine that meeting though. I'd be bored out of my skull. T- today in Russia, <laughs> <laughs> Bueller, Bueller. <laughs> And but you know what he was really funny on Win Ben Stein's Money. Yes, he was. Do you, you remember it was him and Jimmy Kimmel actually? It was short lived, as I recall. It was on for a couple seasons. There's another. There's a guy that I'm friends with on Twitter. He was one of the geeks from Beat the Geeks. Oh, that's awesome! Which one? <laughs> Which one uh, was he? Man, I'm trying to think. Maybe he was like the Star Wars geek or something, or okay, or like or like the movie geek. I can't remember exactly, but. Yeah, I love that fucking show. They should bring that back. So I thought I was a Star Wars geek. I am not. I signed up for a contest and they do the whole, it's Star Wars trivia. And I'm thinking like, I know what IG-88's ship is called. I got this. (laughs) And then it's, what is the name of the robot that bumps into Chewbacca while Han and Luke are taking him away from the cell? Like, I got nothing. I didn't even know he had a name. It's one of the mouse droids. No, it had a very specific, like, ID number. Ah, okay. See, when I was a kid, the one quite a big question about Star Wars I always had was, what was that little tiny thing that was hanging on Jabba the Hutt? And I was like, oh, yeah, that's Salacious Crumb. Like, you know, yep. that's, that's like the most eclectic Star Wars fact I know. <laughs> <laughs> 
I always like Bib Fortuna, like just as a name. Yep. Jalawanka. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of which, we bring this up because Return of the Jedi was back in theaters for a short period of time, which is awesome. Yeah, it's the, what, 30th anniversary on the 25th? Yep, and they wouldn't put that in the theater where I live. You want to know why? Why? Because they don't put anything in the theater here that doesn't have Step Up in the fucking name. Oh, my God. <laughs> it has to have Step Up, Step Up to whatever. Like, that's like the only shit they play here. I'm surprised they even played Terrifier 2. I didn't go watch because I'm not going to watch it, but... <laughs> I honestly, yeah. When it comes to, t- I don't care about that movie. I don't like gore for the sake of gore. It makes no sense. So I'm just curious: should we do the "May the Fourth Be With You" joke? Like we've already talked Star Wars. Go ahead. Nah, we're not. <laughs> <laughs> and speaking of two other segments that could be thrown away, uh, Cody Rhodes was in did an interview backstage, and here's my takeaway. Why is there a picture of young Triple H on a WWE truck? Like, I mean, a beardless, long-haired DX shirt-wearing Triple H. I don't know, nostalgia? (laughs) (laughs) Maybe the truck driver for that truck was like, I liked it when it was like this, so that's the picture I want on my truck. It's just like uh, a picture of Triple H without a beard and fucking Steve Blackman. Like, I really like Motorhead. This is the best I can do (laughs) It's all about the me and the drugs you give them. It's all about the methamphetamine you make them. I love that. Well, let's see. So the main event, we had Solo versus Seth Rollins, and it ended the same way every Bloodline match ends. Interference by everybody. The Usos came down. They were followed shortly by Sammy and Riddle. That was it. Schmaz. Right. Like, it... It's like they were saying, okay, so I was playing around with the find and replace feature on the Word document, and it, it replaced every main event with interference and DQ. Like, really? Every main event? Every single one of them? Sounds like Raw is being written by Chat GPT. Right. <laughs> I wouldn't be shocked. Like, it's like Chat GPT if Matt Riddle blew a fucking bong hit into its face. <laughs> Except for it didn't make it creative, it just made it lazy. I'm loving that <laughs> teachers are now catching kids using ChatGPT to write papers. Yeah, you know what? Like that's that's a big part of the whole writer strike right now. The AI. Yeah, it's because it's like you know because these companies are starting to use that shit, and the writers aren't getting paid enough, and all that. So like, yeah, like the AI technology is a bigger reason. I was like, well, I don't know how big it is because I'm not in the guild, but. But like it's one, I know it's one of the things they've brought up about. Still, I'm sure that's one of those like if you're in the auto industry and they bring in a robot, like yeah, you're gonna have an issue with it. Yeah, like the self order shit at Taco Bell. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that sucks. See what drives me nuts: the self order always takes longer because you have to click so many different things to get to what you want. But not only that, but then even though it's on a fucking screen for them again, they still get your fucking order wrong. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right. It's like it, it's like very precise. Okay, I want extra cheese, and I want like this, and I want this sauce, and they still give you the goddamn this is Taco Bell, especially they still give you the wrong goddamn thing because they don't drug test at Taco Bell. So all those motherfuckers are in here just be like stoned as fuck serving tacos, and they and don't I still the think I still think the government needs to step in, and there needs to be application processes for little things, like going through the drive-through. 
you need to pass a test to go through the drive-thru. <laughs> like, I'm sorry, I am sick of every time I usually roll down the window before I get there and I get to here. Do you have any specials? Like, it's McDonald's. There are no specials. That's not necessarily true. Because if you if you go on if you go on like DoorDash or something, mm -hmm. and you go and like look up McDonald's, there are fucking specials on the DoorDash app for McDonald's that they don't have on their goddamn screens. So, oh, like, is this like the whoever the rapper is designed a meal? Well, I don't. Yeah. Well, I mean, like they have like meals because I I order the because I'll go to McDonald's if I go with my kids, right? And I'll have to order something. It's fucking expensive. Yeah, it is. But like if I if I go on like DoorDash and I type something and they have these whole things on there that are like fucking huge shareable meals. Really? On there where it's like it's like two chicken sandwiches, two Big Macs, 40, 40 chicken nuggets, you know, you know, four medium drinks for like thirty two dollars or something. Is like that, that when you look at everybody else and go, So what are you guys having? <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> no. No, no, I've lost a lot of, I've lost a little bit of weight actually. So I, I haven't been eating well that much. <laughs> I've lost about 20 pounds. So awesome. Yeah. I'm I weigh two pounds less than what I did when I filmed last season. Okay. <laughs> so that's that's that works. Editing Progress. takes up time. Editing takes up time. And while I'm sitting here editing the first season, the first trauma season, I'm doing nothing but drinking energy drinks. Mm -hmm. It's the only fucking way I can stay awake while I'm doing this shit. And I, I mean, because I, I edit 12 hours a day. Because fuck. <laughs> you know? and uh so like so yeah that i lived off energy drinks for like six months while i was editing so yeah i gained a fuck ton of weight what's your energy <laughs> drink of choice mine was always nas still um, is. i don't know why i said was i i used to drink just monsters and red bulls but now i've switched over to i do like the mountain dew energy drinks like the cherry lime ones the mm -hmm. cherry limeade ones they have and the orange one. i like those problem is is they're not zero sugar so if i want an energy drink now i either get a zero sugar red bull but the, and or i'll get um one of the monster the zero sugar monster energy drinks okay the, the thing is it's still not good for you you know like no. it's still you know like all the artificial sweetener in there is like probably turning my guts into fucking swiss cheese you know so but yeah like so i try like like i tonight i'm drinking this uh zero sugar summer freeze mountain dew you know and uh it's not bad it tastes like a bomb pop okay and it's zero sugar even though yeah that don't mean shit because of all the sodium in the motherfucker right. it's like i can look at this right now and like i'm looking at 80 80 fucking milligrams of sodium in this jesus you're right what's no that sugar. percentage four percent it says okay but yeah, 80 fucking milligrams of fucking sodium in this. I can drink a Gatorade and get less sodium. <laughs> you know? Normally, that's what I'm drinking, though, like now is like the zero sugar Gatorades. Even though, like I said, they still have a fuck ton of sodium in them. So, whatever. And that was more interesting than raw. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, that's not... It wasn't so much hijinks, but it was, it was definitely... <laughs> you know, it was... It was Health Watch by Gringo Fantastico. And if you're listening <laughs> to my health tips, you're fucked up, bro. <laughs> there was there was this comedian, his name was John Panette. Did uh, did you ever see Punisher? 
what the 2004 Thomas Jane movie? Yeah, with um Kevin Nash as the Russian. Yeah, yeah. The big guy, that's John Panette. Oh, okay. And this great line in one of his specials where he just goes, "I don't think that's healthy." And if I'm telling you that's not healthy, you can take that to the bank. <laughs> Punisher to- Punisher 2004. Bleh. You know Kevin Nash really took a knife to the chest. Oh shit. That was a real knife. They didn't Ooh. have a prop one that they used. Oh, damn. That sucks. Jesus Christ. And apparently he just barreled through. <laughs> which leads me to once again say, I would not want to fight Kevin Nash. No, fuck no. If he's taking a knife. Right. Like that, just being like, yeah, fuck it. You like, know? Yeah, what are you going to do? <laughs> yeah. I'll tell you what, though. The 2009 Punisher Warzone movie, fucking great. Yes, it was. It that was, was very, so much fun. It was very comic-y and silly, but it was exactly what I wanted to see. The scene where the little flippity guy doing all the fucking parkour, and he shoots him with a rocket launcher and blows his ass up in midair. Yes. Fucking fantastic. <laughs> I took my mom to go see that movie because she's like, oh, it's a Marvel movie. And I'm like, I'm like, okay, mom, it's sure. It's a Marvel movie. I don't know if you're going to like it, but we're going to go anyway. And we go see it. And she's like, oh, my God, why did you take me to go see this? I'm like, because it's fucking funny and awesome and violent, like Evil Dead 2. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like Evil Dead 2 either. For some reason, she sounds like an old British lady that wants crumpets. I was going to say. I'll give you more crumpets. <laughs> so. Lord bravery. AEW, did you catch that one? Uh, no, because I, I was on a plane. And then uh, when I got home, I was like, fuck this. I'm tired of shit. Well, I have minimal notes because I was there live and too busy going crazy. And the person next to me was explaining all the stuff that didn't make sense to me. Okay. Like, at one point, Camarado comes out with the Spanish announce project, who is Serpentico and Luther and Unico. Oh, good old Serpentico. Right? So... I asked, why is Camarado out during this match and not with QT? And she goes, oh, well, the factory broke up. I'm like, when did the factory break up? Oh, it was on Dark. What? Exactly. Like, okay, so where's a go-go bin? I don't know. <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah. So yeah, they are getting rid of Dark, so I guess now we can keep up with all of the angles, kind of. <laughs> Fuck, I'm not going to have time to watch Rampage. Right. Whatever, whatever. Whatever the Saturday show is that will be moved all around. Yeah, just to accommodate CM Punk. (laughs) Someone, I'm so glad I didn't write this down, but someone put up a fake, like, headline roster, whatever it is, and did the whole official AEW lettering. And it wasn't until I started reading it that I realized some of the names were spelled wrong. Like, instead of Dax Harwood, it was Hardwood. (laughs) And then it clicked. Oh, it's fake. The worst part was, it was a good roster. Yeah. (laughs) Like, I felt so bad when I realized it was fake. Like, you made a good one, though. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, I think (laughs) it's so stupid that they're putting out a show just to fucking accommodate CM Punk. Right. If You know, it's like... You know, I understand sometimes where Phil's coming from with some of his opinions and why he gets angry about stuff. But I'm sorry if you're a professional in the field, fucking, if you want to wrestle, you're just going to have to fucking deal with it. Because in real life, you have to deal with things you don't like. 
Yeah. I don't give a fuck who you are or how rich you are or how not rich you are. What did you do? You're, you're going to have to deal with life. Right. You know? Fucking get really, off your soapbox, bro. You just get together and go, look, I don't like you. You don't like me. Let's say we put your dressing room over here. We put mine over here. And here's hoping we don't see each other throughout the day. Well, and even then, like, hey, we have to work together tonight on the roster or on the show. Let's just go out there and give the best match we can, and then we don't have to talk afterwards. Please don't hurt me on purpose. I won't hurt you on purpose. Don't work stiff, and I won't work stiff. You know, let's just be professionals. It's not fucking hard. No, and you can make this really cool stuff called money when you do that, especially when the fans know you don't like each other. Well, I mean, look at fucking Shawn Michaels and Bret Hart. Like, it's the same shit. Still the best example. It's like, you know, like, both both of them were in the wrong. Shawn was being a dick, and Bret was being whiny. Right. It's like, dude, just fucking drop the title or whatever, you know? Like, you know, if if they would have done that, look at it this way. If Bret would have just fucking worked worked through everything and did what he was, you know, what what they wanted him to do, and he didn't leave for fucking WCW, he'd probably still be fine. Yeah. You know what I mean? And he probably knows that too. Which I'm sure but, is where some of the... He he can be bitter nowadays. Yeah, I mean, he still he has a pretty good relationship with Shawn Michaels now, but that's because both of them have finally fucking matured. Right. You know? Um, so that's good. But yeah, he's he's very bitter, but I can't blame him for being bitter. No, I'd you know? I'd probably be the same way. Yeah. But yeah, like that, yeah, like I said though, Brett would probably still be maybe wrestling every now and then. Or like you're doing something weird like that, getting a little bit physical and things. Fuck, he could be the GM of Raw for Christ's sake. Right. You know, I mean, but no, like he had he and Shawn Michaels had to like be had basically their stupid s- pissing match. CM Punk and I don't know who I don't know who the hell see who hates him most. It seems like Jericho hates CM Punk the most or but kenny omega seems to be like i just want to do business yeah kenny seems the most level-headed out of all of them and then the bucks are just little whiny bastards right like just shut the fuck up you know like i love this whole oh chris jericho and cm punk are having a meeting and jericho's acting as the go-between like this sounds like a lot of work yeah you know i get cm punk is a draw and people don't, you know, people give him shit or whatever. But is he worth the draw? Yeah. Speaking of draws, so apparently <laughs> Wembley Stadium, they've drawn, they've sold, or the pre-sale, I guess, 50,000 tickets. It's pretty goddamn it's impressive. Like, dude, good for them. Good for them. I tweeted out the other day that, like, because people were, like, People were, like, trying to give him shit, and, like, you're never going to sell that out. But I was like, why are you bitching? Like, that is nothing but good for the bit wrestling business in general. Right. Like, all that can do is hype up wrestling even more than it is. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Why Why? Why be a prick? Like, you know plus, what I mean? Okay, so maybe they don't sell 90000 60000 is still an impressive number. Yeah, it's fucking 60000 tickets. Right. And it's a pre-sale, so it's like some of those people are probably going to buy more than one. And I think, I think that I think they may sell it out. I, I'm starting to think that. Um, one, it's because it's such going to be such a huge event, and you know, like 
people in, over in Europe, they don't get huge, huge events. Not anymore. You know, this is like the Super Bowl if it was going to be in fucking England. You know what I mean? Like, oh yeah, it's fucking huge. And like I said, I hope, I hope they fuck. I hope they, I hope they're turning people away at the door because all that is is good for wrestling. You know, like that yeah. will do nothing but bring up WWE, MLW, all of them. Yeah, because then they're going to realize it's competition, and competition is good for everybody. It's good for the promotions because they're going to make a fuck ton more money. It's good for the fucking consumer because we're actually going to see good product because they're going to have to keep up with each other. Yes. You know, there's nothing but good things that could come out of them selling that out. And I don't understand why people got to be such Richard Craniums about the whole damn thing. I've never understood it. Like, I don't know. I never understood the mentality. I was talking to this guy before Dynamite was even on the air. Yeah. And he says, I'm a huge AEW fan. Like, how it's not it hasn't even had episode one yet that doesn't make sense but yeah. then i also don't understand AEW is just a t-shirt company it's gonna fail right away like why why would you want that yeah you know and people and, and that's the thing and like it's become it's it's made fucking social media wrestling social media awful it's become the, tribal and it shouldn't be no it, and, and i don't know it's there are things about AEW I don't like, you know, and there's a lot of shit about WWE I don't like, you know, like you're not going to like fucking everything that they do. Right. You know what I mean? Like even in the Attitude Era, they did some dumbass shit that I didn't like. You know what I mean? Like there's, it's not going to be perfect. So just, I'm sorry. And people are going to probably be pissy with me about this who listen, but I think social media is the worst fucking thing that's ever happened to the planet. I could easily see that. Because it's, we won, it's forced people to not have to fucking talk to each other in person. It's, and my, my, my brother, and I very much disagree about this, and probably a lot of people will too, but I honestly don't think that fucking everyone should be allowed to voice their opinion. Because when you get someone stupid voicing their opinions, it's dangerous. Yep. Because people will follow, blindly follow shit. Look at fucking Christianity, for Christ's sake. You know what I mean? Like, you'll, they'll just blindly follow it and get fucking extremely, like, extremely fucking, you know, just, I don't know. And, and, and that's how social media is, and especially when there's dissension between two opinions. It's not best, any different than Christianity and, and atheism. The best way I've ever heard it put was, it used to be there was the town moron. And everyone knew, oh, that's the town moron. Don't even listen to him. Now all the town morons get together, and they don't know they're the town morons. <laughs> <laughs> they, yeah, that's so they're that's going, a really good way. We of have a it. movement on our hands. Like, yes, but you, you shouldn't. Is the problem? I'll tell you what the movement is. <laughs> the movement's <laughs> when I'm in the fucking bathroom because that's exactly what it is. It's you not know, any different than dropping say... some kids off at the pool. I realized you were going to say that the instant you said, you know what the movement is? Like, damn it, I know exactly where he's going. <laughs> because I'm social media is just a giant cesspool of shit. And there are good people on social media that are fucking mature enough to be able to have conversations. Mm -hmm. But there are, for every, like, 
for every 10 people on social media that are good people that are willing to have constructive criticism, conversations, back and forth exchanges, there's about 50 that don't. Because guess what? We live in the fucking idiocracy world. That's exactly what we've become. Yes. It's, but look at, I mean, look at it for Christ's sake. Like we had, you know, an idiocracy. They had the fucking stupid ass wrestler fucking running the goddamn (laughs) country. And, you know, not, not his, not the real guy who was playing the part, but the actual character, you know, look at like, did you see, did you see that little video where like the Crocs thing? Did you see that? Yes. We're like, they were like, no one's going to wear these stupid fucking shoes. This will be perfect for this movie. Now, fucking everybody and their mothers are wearing those stupid ass shoes. Yes, they are. Very, my brother does too, and I'm going to give him shit about it when I see him tomorrow. <laughs> I also draw the line at going out in public wearing pajamas. And let, you know what? I'm okay with it if it's a short trip and it's at night. Like, oh, fuck, I ran out of diapers. You know what I mean? Like, or fuck, you know, I... I I, I don't have any milk. I need to go to the fucking Dollar General. No, but at noon on a Tuesday, like that's just lazy. Come on. <laughs> that's just that's just fucking lazy. Now speaking of, so you brought up people you can talk to on social media. Have you ever heard of Megan Phelps Roper? No, but is is she a relation to a fucking Mister Roper from Three's Company? Because that'd be funny. No, but that would have been <laughs> she. <laughs> She was a part of the Westboro Baptist Church. Oh, who, no. If you don't know who they are, folks, uh, they're awful people. Don't look it up because you're just going to give them attention. Yeah. So she, her whole life, and she explains it so well why she would participate in it. Like, no, since she was a child, she was raised to think she's doing the right thing. So she was doing all these horrible things in the hope that she was helping yeah. And it wasn't until she got on Twitter and started talking to someone that she realized, oh, my family are a bunch of assholes. I need to leave. And she did. She literally credits Twitter for saving her life, basically. You know, um, a lot of people talk about, like, you know how, like, they would protest the, like, veterans' funerals and they would mm-hmm. protest all this shit. You want to know exactly why um, this is... Uh, said i'm not going to come out and say this is 100 true because i'm not going to get myself in trouble because and you'll understand why after i tell this story but they're run by lawyers like the westboro baptist most of those people were fucking lawyers and they would go out and do this shit so that they could get they could get someone to fucking make them leave and then they would turn around and sue them so they would make money off of it they weren't doing it to um for their religion and they weren't doing it for that it's all because they want they were litigious okay that's the whole thing like they're just a bunch of lawyers and they went they made a living their little church in quotes made a fucking living by suing people that would try to hinder their fucking awful fucking you know way that they were handling life and things around them and that's why you know, when Fred when Fred Phelps died, that was probably, you know, like, I don't like speaking ill of the dead, but when Fred Phelps died, that's probably the best goddamn thing that's ever happened to the world. Because that guy was goddamn one step away from Hitler. Yeah, there are certain dead people I'm fine speaking ill of. Yeah. Like, Gary Glitter, I'm fine speaking ill of that guy. What the fuck is that? He was a very famous pop star from England. And basically, they found pictures of people younger than you would like them to be oh god and 
they found like creepier than what you're thinking. So they were abused. It looked oh. like, and it, he just he was basically shunned from all of society, and then went to prison. And I, I'm perfectly fine speaking ill of that guy. So basically, he was he was the fucking uh, mentor of fucking Jared Vogel. Yeah, that one. Yeah, God. Uh, that motherfucker was lived lived about forty five minutes from me. Oh, dude. Yeah. So, fucking piece um, of shit. Victor so, Salva is another one of those guys. Fuck Victor Salva. Yeah. And fuck Francis Ford Coppola for getting him out of prison. I'm. St- I still don't know how that happened. Because Francis Ford Coppola is fucking powerful. Yeah. And he, Victor Salva is one of his fucking friends. And he got him right out of fucking prison. Like he did, I think he did very minimal time. I think it was like a few months for that shit. Like if you ever listen to like interviews with Nathan Forrest Winters about everything that went on, mm-hmm. it's that fucked up shit right there. Yeah. Yeah. Ugh. Fuck well, Victor in Salva. happier thoughts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so AEW was live from Baltimore and I was there. So, the first match we had was the eight-man tag. Adam Cole, Roderick Strong, Bandito, and Orange Cassidy versus the Jericho Appreciation Society. Jericho comes out just before the match wearing the Britt Baker with the black eye shirt. That's fucking wonderful. Which means he bought the shirt from Britt Baker. (laughs) Like, say what you will, that means Britt Baker got a little merchandise money off that. But, of course, he wears it to piss off Adam Cole. Yeah. The match itself is not the story of this. So the match happens. Adam Cole wins, all that good stuff. Adam immediately makes a beeline for Jericho, who's on commentary, tackles him through the wall. At least I thought it was a wall. It was a curtain that was stretched really, really tight. So I was more impressed than I should have been. (laughs) And he's beating down Jericho. The whole time, Roderick Strong is sauntering up the ramp at not a quick speed. And he's putting his arms up, shrugging his shoulders like, what are you going to do, guys? Like, you can run in and help. That's... You can at least hold off security so your friend can get a few more shots in. So that's what So that's what he That's what he left NXT for. Right. To just shrug and fucking walk up a ramp being like, oh, no, no. And I'm sure it wasn't on TV, but really, he just calmly sauntered up the ramp every now and then like, this is crazy, right? <laughs> God damn it. Like, it is your friend that you could help. Uh. Ah, so we had next Willow Nightingale versus Soraya. Wow, they actually have Soraya work? Yeah, it um, it wasn't good. Was she, was she protected the whole time again? Oh, yes. Ah, figures. So, once again, the story of this isn't the match. The story is Hikaru Shida comes back. The outcasts have Willow down, they have Jamie Hayter down, they have Britt Baker down, and Sheeta grabs the spray paint from Soraya, and she's teasing that she's about to spray, you know, Willow, blah, 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 blah. But she doesn't. She sprays Soraya in the face, and then they just beat down the outcasts. <laughs> okay. Weird. Uh, let's see. We next had the... Uh... 
the Trace Femme de Trios Battle Royal. I don't know if I said that right. What, what but essentially, we, we had a lot of trios tag teams in a battle royal, and um, shoot, the acclaimed win. Hmm. So I guess they're getting a shot at the House of Black. Here's my big takeaway of this. Billy Gunn is a giant compared to the rest of the roster. <laughs> yeah. Also, never left one single corner. Billy Gunn just, he went straight to the corner, and every now and then someone would try to pull him out, and he would just, no, nope, we're staying here. Like, this uh, man is a veteran who knows what to do. You know, okay, so I've talked, okay, I've personally talked to Billy Gunn. You know, like he and I have had conversations. Right. <laughs> based on, and I won't say exactly what he and I have talked about, but based on our conversations, I'm really surprised he's going. I mean, they must be paying him a lot of money because I'm really surprised that he's going along with this because th- this kind of like shit, he does not like it. I mean, this is stuff I'd talk to him. Maybe he's changed his mind because it was a while back that I last time I talked to him. But he made it abundantly clear he doesn't like a bunch of stupid shenanigans. Really? You know? Yeah, he's just he's just like he he likes it if it makes sense. Okay. You know, like if it makes sense, okay. But he was too, yeah. But based on conversations I've had with him, he doesn't like a bunch of dumb shit for no reason. So they must be paying him a lot of money, or he's changed his mind on his stance on things like that. So, because there's been nothing but shenanigans with everything he's been involved with for the past year and a half. Right. (laughs) He's probably only there because his kids are there, to be honest. Oh, that makes sense. That's probably kind of protecting them. Mm -hmm. Have you ever noticed Billy's kids? They look like they're wearing Shawn Michaels' entrance gear, but one person got the top, one person got the bottoms. (laughs) Yeah. It's funny. Uh, let's see. Next up, we had a promo where we are going to get in a steel cage, Kenny Omega versus John Moxley. Okay. Which, okay. So what you mean John Moxley is going to be bleeding all over the place? Right. So just, just to make sure we're all clear, these guys have had a lights out street fight. These guys have had a barbed wire exploding ring death match. Uh, will asterix the ring did not explode <laughs> and now we're having a steel cage match which Seems... means the next time they feud i assume we get thumb wrestling thumb wrestling or like winner has to be impaled on a stick right <laughs> like, i'd well, i'd watch that <laughs> like vlad the impaler why not there's precedence it can be done now the next one will be judy bagwell on a pole match <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so then we had Wardlow kill Logan LaRue. Which I don't know who that is. It's fine. <laughs> so, But when you that, said that, the first thing, I thought it was Lash LaRue. Remember that guy? Oh, so vaguely. The guy's like, I know I know the name. Like he's yes, always, okay. The Cajun guy, he was always like, hmm, with the sideburns and stuff yep. on WCW. Yeah, that's when you said that's the first thing I thought of. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so let's see. We had Jeff Jarrett, Sanjay, and the Giant work Mark Briscoe's farm. They were just working on his farm. They were just working on his farm. Sanjay and the Giant had on overalls and not much else. Is there a point to this? Like, does something happen? Well, the end comes when Papa Briscoe 
tells Mark, watch out for the Indian. <laughs> and Mark <laughs> says, which one? And Papa Briscoe just says, both of them. <laughs> but why, like, is there something going on in the storyline? Why they were at the farm working? Honestly, the audio didn't work real well in the arena, so I don't know. Like, even Justin Roberts on mic wasn't that loud. Yeah. So constantly it was, like, what did you say? You sound like all the adults on the Peanuts cartoons. Right. Like, (laughs) I at one point yelled out, why are you quieter when you're on a microphone? Right. What you mean? All the checks mix is good for the for the guests. All right. <laughs> uh, so then we had Ricky Starks versus Juice Robinson. Juice comes out with Switchblade Jay White. Then Switchblade just goes away. That's it. Okay. And I thought that meant so Switchblade interferes later, and Sean Spears comes out to continue what they started last week. Nope. Starks wins and Switchblade comes out. Shark, sharks. Starks throws Switchblade out and they leave. That's it. No Sean Spears. AEW is missing out on a great opportunity right now. You realize that, right? Which is you have Juice Robinson and Orange Cassidy. Could be a tag team and call themselves Orange Juice. Right. Why the fuck would they not? Like that's that writes itself. It's it dumb as it's dumb as fuck, but it's there. You know what I mean? Like, you know, why wouldn't well, you do that? Orange Cassidy's whole shtick is dumb, so sure, let's do it. You know what? They got that. So they got Juice Robinson. They've got Orange Cassidy. Where the fuck is Sugar Dunkerton? <laughs> you know who that is? No. Sugar Dunkerton. He's this fucking indie wrestler. He was working like higher indies there for a while. He's basically his gimmick was like he's basically a Harlem Globetrotter. Okay. That's his whole gimmick. Sugar Dunkerton. Look him up sometime. He's been in a lot of stuff. Oh, I will. I saw oh, him it's... wrestle Drake Younger once. It was really weird. Because Drake Younger was working clean. Okay. Yeah. I really, really, wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> that's like what that's like Madman Pondo wrestling in a fucking technical match. You know what I mean? Like a in a, in a yeah, it's like uh fucking DQs are active. And you have to win by doing submission holds that are like legit. <laughs> like, what? Okay. Uh, Sorry. All right. So, just before the four pillars tag team match starts, MJ, this is all from memory, by the way. Okay. MJF, no, we start off, it's Sad Boy and Wild Child. <laughs> Sad Boy. And Wild apparently child. they don't trust each other, but they're going to get the job done so they can have a four-way match at the pay-per-view. Sad boy leaves the room. Not three seconds later, MJF walks in and he's telling Jungle Boy he should betray Sad Boy. Because Jungle Boy will never be champion, but he can stand next to the champion. <laughs> Which, like, we're really reaching for logic here, but Okay. <laughs> okay. Sad boy comes back in because apparently he just had to get his skateboard. And MJF does the whole like, I'm leaving. I'm leaving. There's no problem. So, of course, sad boy now doesn't trust wild child. Mm. Oh, I should mention earlier in the night, Sammy is talking to MJF and says, I watched the show back. There was no one in the car. I could have left with you. 
Now, what MJF should have said was, yes, but you had just gotten done with a match, and I'm not paying that cleaning bill. You needed to take a shower. That's just yeah. basic hygiene. I'm sure your wife would appreciate it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so is so is sad boy like is his skateboard like his urn? Like I guess it, it so. gives him power. You know, he he needs a sting to come out and hold it up. And go, <laughs> <laughs> he also didn't skate to the ring. They had a ramp. But he pulled a dynamic dude and walked out just holding his skateboard the whole time. Sad boy's losing his edge. Right? His emo powers are waning. <laughs> so yeah, needs, the someone needs man. to have him someone needs to have My Chemical Romance play his theme song when he goes down to the ring. It'll give him <laughs> power again. Sorry. Uh, that's I, fucking hate, I fucking hate emo. <laughs> I've noticed there aren't many left. Yeah, well, it's because they cried themselves to death. Right. <laughs> it's because my chemical romance went into retirement. <laughs> they don't have any powers anymore. And Nine Inch Nails isn't quite doing it for them. <laughs> <laughs> Too goth. <laughs> now, I know there's a difference between goth and emo. What is it? Goths hate everything, and emos just hate themselves. Okay, that's fair. Yeah, that's pretty much what it is. Uh, so, yeah, the four-pillar the four tag match ends as you would expect. Sad Boy and Wild Child end up winning, but the whole thing devolves into both teams are fighting within themselves. Like, MJF smacks Sammy Guevara, yeah. but they still need to win because they still want a one-on-one -on -one match. Yeah. Sad Boy hits a move on Sammy. Wild, no. Wild Child hits a move on Sammy. Sad Boy tags himself in and does a coffin drop on Sammy while Wild Child is covering him. So he almost hits his own partner, but Jungle Boy moves in time. Okay. It was just a super weird finish. Like they started doing the whole tag the person gives a big move but he doesn't know the other person is tagged in so the other person just goes for the pin yeah like everyone got confused yeah like even the referee's like i don't even know who's you know it's it's like the, i mean that's an AEW thing <laughs> like the referee's <laughs> like i don't even know anymore like that's when we need jr to commentate be like i don't even give a shit just finish some match <laughs> yeah apparently jr just does rampage now that's because the AEW fans got pissy with him. Right. Like, they're because, you know, he said a couple of wrong things. He fucking was in the WWE for like 30 fucking years. Of course, he's going to mess up sometimes. You know what I mean? Like, oh, and people were pissy about him about advice he was giving. Like, it's JR. Yeah. What better advice do you want? Who was it that, was it like the Bucks or something that were bitching about that? Uh, Brandon Cutler was mad when JR said everyone shouldn't gather on the outside for a dive because it's too obvious. It looks fake as shit. And of course, Brandon Cutler, like, I'm just trying to protect my... No, that was about ladders. But yeah, Brandon Cutler said something about him. And it's like, you're Brandon Cutler. Stop it. Yeah, who the fuck are you? You know like, what I mean? Like, you're, I went you're... to the merch stand. I promise you didn't have a t-shirt. Yeah, and not only that, like, your dumbass is like 
You fucking stole Rick Martel's fucking gimmick. Right. He's spraying and he didn't people. Even do with it shit. better. Yeah, it's like worse. It's like if Rick Martel had no creativity. That's what you're doing. Shut the fuck up and listen to JR. Asshole. Yeah, so this is coming out after Rampage, right? <laughs> yeah, I guess. Because if you want, we had four matches on it. Oh no, I take that back. We had three matches. Yeah, we better not talk about it unless I pull it up early, because I'll probably put it up early. All right. We won't talk about it. I don't want to spoil it for anybody. I'll just put it this way. We uh we had flippy doos, we had destruction, and we had one really good match. Yeah, okay, fair. Was Dan Housen in all of them? He was in none of them. None of them. Wow. He... I will say, I did not realize Vikingo was as small as he is. That dude is tiny. Dude, the luchadors are all fucking tiny like that. Oh, no, I mean, Phoenix and Penta towered over him. Yeah. And they're about average height. Yeah. yeah most also, lu- he most luchadors got... are like 5'8", 5'6", 5'8", at most. <laughs> also, Vikingo, he almost got his cape caught on fire. Because he was standing too close to the pyro. And you see he notices it and just kind of pulls it aside, but he doesn't stop posing. Yeah, at least he noticed it. That's, man. So I've, I've never I'd, been a super big fan of fire that close to people. So, okay, so I was at a concert. I was at a Three Doors Down concert once because I'm that basic bitch, right? And, like, I'll admit it. I like Three Doors Down and go fuck yourself. But, like... <laughs> Anyway, so, and this was like one of the craziest things, like, they had a bunch of pyro, like, at their concert, and the fucking pyro went off and caught the drummer on fire. Oh, my God. Caught his arm on fire. He just kept playing. He didn't even miss a fucking beat. He just kept playing, and then, like, someone came by, and, and he didn't even miss a single fucking beat. I'm like, fucking professional. Right. Holy shit. Like, yeah, he didn't even stop playing. His arm was on fire, and he just came and put it out, and he just kept going. I'm like, that's amazing. I think the craziest one I ever saw, you know, like fire gel, like you put gel on something and it'll catch on fire, but it mostly stays there if you don't mess with it. Yeah. Well, this one drummer for this one band decided he was going to put that on his drum kit. So he lights it on fire. Now, what I guess he forgot was when you hit the drum, it it makes these awesome vibrations and things move. Not smart. So yeah, they made it about three seconds into the song, and then that band was done. Yeah, I bet. So one of the coolest things I've seen, like, you're speaking of drummers doing crazy shit, like, have you ever watched a Mushroom Head in concert? Yes. With their drum kits, and they have them all lit up and shit, and all the water and stuff that's on them? Yep. That's pretty cool. I was on stage with them once, taking pictures while they were doing that. It was fucking awesome. I was, like, right there. Fucking guy, I was so close, I was getting hit with their fucking drum water. <laughs> so cool. Uh, I wonder what those guys are up to. I haven't like I actually was friends, like talked to those guys all the time. There was a it was a kiss tribute band, which was weird because the only person dressed up was Paul Stanley. Yeah. And somehow not somehow, it was a pyro. I don't know why I said that. The wig caught on fire. Oh, and one shit. of the roadies comes out. And the guy playing Paul Stanley does not stop at all. Wow. And a roadie comes out and he like bats it slightly and it doesn't go out. (laughs) Then he comes out with a full fire extinguisher and just sprays him. (laughs) 
Did he continue playing or did he stop? Didn't skip a single note. Wow, good for him. I was so impressed. Because I don't know. I I feel like I would stop to exclaim that my hair was on fire. Yeah. I'd be like, no, man. It's cool. We still got, we got to move on with Detroit Rock City. Nothing's going (laughs) to stop the rocket in this fucker. He's going to, then after he's done, he looks like Michael Jackson at the end of a Pepsi commercial. Oh. Which happened happened to happen in 1984 in January. Just said throwing that out there. Really? I don't know why I know that. Oh wait, I wrote a whole cartoon about it. Okay. <laughs> it happened around the same time Hulk Hogan won the title from the Iron Sheik for the first time. One of these events was far more significant than the other. Yeah, I don't know. People talk about both. Right. So. so- I mean, yeah. Take your pick. <laughs> yeah, it's not like like baby Jessica falling into a well or something, <laughs> or other weird happenings in re- in history. You know what's amazing? If baby Jessica happened now, you know it'd be a stupid TikTok challenge of people going into wells and just climbing out. Oh yeah, yep. I was really hoping that Tide Pod thing was going to last a little bit longer. <laughs> <laughs> you know what we say, kids. George Carlin always said, whichever child eats the most marbles doesn't grow up to have kids of his own. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking Darwinism at its best. Well, like, on the thing, it says, keep out of reach of children. I don't think even they knew they had to include also adolescent teens up to 25-year-olds. Well, it's because fucking up to 25-year-olds now are still a bunch of immature kids. Yeah. I mean, I'm not, I wish I was wrong, but I have, I, you know, my niece is like that. They're like just giant fucking, fucking like adult children. You know, it's whatever. <laughs> what are you going to do? Well, I'll tell you what we should do. We should uh, preview Backlash. <laughs> okay, let's do that. Uh, so... <laughs> Starting from things I don't care about, we have almost against Seth Rollins. Why? Which Rollins should win, but I don't know why this is happening. Because Vince has a boner for Omos. Yep. Because he's this just giant guy. And I feel really bad because I'm sure Omos is a wonderful person. You know what I mean? I'm sure he's a great guy. But I don't want to see him, and you know, like he 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 needs to stay as like a muscle, like behind right. us. He needs to be like an enforcer and not and not leave that role. I think it was your thought today. MVP as an authority figure, almost as the guy who keeps people from fighting him. Yeah, like, done. That's a that's a, yeah, that's such a fucking cut and dry fucking way to do it. Give them both something to do that's prominent. Vince still gets to jerk off. You know? <laughs> oh, God. You know what I just realized they're going to do? I have no, no. no question they're going to do this to us. Von Wagner against Omos. Oh, man. We forgot to talk about J- J.D. Madonna, the most <laughs> fucking punchable face in fucking wrestling, or in the world. Well, uh, he not- is international now. And they're starting to talk, they're starting to talk about he's going to be the new member of Judgment Day. That's like the rumor. Which, Why? Like is Finn Balor trained him. I would actually prefer Finn and JD as a team because yeah. there is history there. 
and then Judgment Day as a trio act. Yeah. Eh, whatever. Yeah, so then we're going to have a triple threat of Theory versus Lashley versus Bronson Reed. And personally, I would love to see Bronson Reed win this one. I think Lashley has had the championship. He's older. He's probably on his way out in the next few years, although the man doesn't seem to age either. And Theory, they need to do something else. I'd say even let him go home for two or three months. Yeah. Like, come back as something else. Yeah, because I don't even... Like, what... Is... I don't even get his gimmick. Me neither. Like, he's just, what is he just, he's just mad. That's all it is. He's just, he's just like, no one, like, he's been using the same gimmick for like a year and a half. No one believed in me, and now they have to. That's like his gimmick. Right. It's like, fuck off, dude. Like, no one cares. Which, like, like the U.S. It, title means nothing now. No. If Austin Theory left the fucking roster, or if he had never been in there, it wouldn't have made a difference. Right. You know, that's the thing. Like, there's no reason for him to even have it, except for Vince's boner. For some reason, Vince loves Austin Theory, and I don't get it. Like I said, I'm, Austin Theory is a fine worker or whatever, but I don't understand why people think he's the be-all, end-all of the future of wrestling. And, like, even if you guys think that, the problem is you're booking him terribly. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. I don't know. He's already had his ass kicked by Stone Cold. He's already had his ass kicked by Pat McAfee. He's already had it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. no one cares now. Like, you have no credibility. Yes. And, like, he beat John Cena after tapping out. Yeah. Yeah. So, and the like, fans don't cares. even hate him enough to chant, you tapped out at him. No, they just don't care. No one cares. Right. You know, they're going to have to do something with him and change. Yeah, like you said, like you said, have him leave for a little bit. And come back as something different. Just like you said. He needs to be like. Come back as. Uh, you know. I don't know what he would come back as. Like maybe he just come back as a fucking. I ah, fuck. I don't know. I don't know what you. I don't even know what you do with him now. I wouldn't know what you do with him later. Right. You know. Like first thing I was like. Well, you know. I was like. Well maybe that Baron Corbin gimmick. Where he won the lottery or something. I'm like. That would even work for him. <laughs> that would even work. Like it sucked for for Baron Corbin, and would it wouldn't be anything like for Austin Theory. It wouldn't even suck. It wouldn't even make me hate him. It would make me just like be like, why is this guy on TV again? Exactly. So I I don't know. Like I know a lot of people think he's great, but he's definitely not the future of wrestling. Not if this is how they're going to use him. Like even maybe I they see something I don't, but. I mean, who are the fuck are we to know, really? I mean, maybe there's some, there is something that we don't know, but clearly it's not been shown to us. Exactly. So. He sounds like one of those... It, in mixed martial arts, there's always that guy where they say, you should see this guy in the gym. He's a killer. He's unstoppable. He knows every submission. He knows every technique. And then he gets his ass kicked every time. Like, yeah. okay, well, what you do in the gym and in training and behind the scenes doesn't matter if it doesn't work when the camera's on look at kimbo's slice right kimbo i mean you know kimbo slice everyone fucking bill he's a street fighter and he comes into fucking ufc gets his ass kicked and what what i love about that is okay you took kimbo slice who has been fighting nobodies yeah and he fought tank abbott like 10 years after tank abbott retired yeah then they say, oh, well, we're, we're going to have him fight Roy Nelson. Oh, one of the best fighters who's not signed to the UFC? That's your plan? 
okay. I mean, it went exactly as I thought it would, which is why I made 200 bucks off of it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I hope that you bet against CM Punk every time. Oh, yeah. Not good. Oh, yeah. The, the last fight made me nervous because the guy was playing around a lot. Yeah. Like, Punk is going to land a lucky shot. Punk is going to land a goddamn lucky shot. Then he didn't. Yeah, sometimes that shit don't transfer over well. That, did, that might did be for Brock, but that's about it. That might be the only fight where the guy who won got cussed out by the boss and told he would never fight for the company again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. like, but I won the fight. Like, yeah, but not by enough. You suck. <laughs> you lost the war, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> you won the fight. You didn't win the war. In fact, you suck. Go away. Ah, so then we've got Bianca Belair versus Io Sky. Yeah. I think Bianca's going to win, but I would love for Io Sky to have a run with the championship. It would be nice. I'm so sick of Bianca Belair as a champion. Like, we've seen her wrestle everybody. And and, and it's the same thing with, like, with Austin Theory. I don't care. Right. And it's not Bianca. This isn't Bianca's fault. You know, like, with with Austin Theory, I, I, I think it is his fault because I don't think he's as good as what everyone says he is. Bianca's great, but she just, it's just stale now. And we said that at WrestleMania. It's like, it's just stale. Yeah. It's you like, know? you've had it enough. And the problem is, your run isn't equating to the entertainment of a Roman Reigns run. Yeah. And to be fair, Roman Reigns has a lot of help to make that run memorable. Yeah. Like, I wonder how good that run would be without Paul Heyman next to him to actually say everything. Well, I mean, that's the only reason why Roman got heat to begin with. Right. You know, and, and as he's been able to build off of it because Paul's been fucking leading him in the right direction. But yeah, there wouldn't be, it wouldn't be that fucking like that. You're right. Yeah, absolutely right. Without Paul Heyman, the streak would, or the Roman streak would mean nothing. And speaking of the bloodline that's not really the bloodline the usos who again are not part of the bloodline according to wwe and solo are facing riddle owens and zane which is amazing to me because that means the usos aren't going for their championship back (laughs) yeah but i think riddles owens and zane are gonna win why not because it's wrestlemania backlash yeah well i mean i hope that they because I, I that Sammy fucking the Sammy Owens thing is already stale to me. I don't give a shit. As the, it was nice to see him win at fucking WrestleMania, you know, because it was nice. Because I mean, like the Usos hadn't been beaten in forever, and, and you know the whole story. But one, they added Matt Riddle to the mix, which I fucking can't stand Matt Riddle anyway. So that already took me out of it, and that's not Matt Riddle's fault, not necessarily. It's my fault, you know. That's on me, not on him, but. I, I don't I don't really like Matt Riddle. He's got a bad he had a bad attitude, and even if it's better now, fuck him still. And <laughs> and you know like the Kevin and Z- Sammy thing. Nobody wanted that to begin with. They wanted Sammy to fucking you know be the champion. Yeah, and people still do. You know, and oh, he still gets a monster pop every time. Yeah, but they're they're gonna kill it. Like they're already killing it mm-hmm. because Vince didn't like it. Vince wanted whoever Vince wanted to go in. And when Sammy, you know, started getting his own, like he started getting pops before they started doing the whole like thing with the bloodline about him. Like, you know, when he was just there, 
right getting the pops and they're still doing that whole every now and then sammy and jay see each other and they talk backstage with a camera right there like maybe that should be one of the phone calls that paul Heyman is on where he just goes hey jay just so you know roman reigns is watching the show right now and just saw everything you just did with sammy would you mind explaining yourself the, this whole thing is, has been elongated to the point where any kind of like fuel it had for the fire is, is empty. And now they need to have them either shit or get off the pot and do something right. with it. Because now it's just like every week's the same thing. And it's been that way now for like forever. And I just don't care. Like the whole thing with Jay, like leaving it first, like when at the, at the, um, at the Royal Rumble, when he rolled out or whatever, when he rolled out of the ring or whatever, yeah, instead away. of hitting Sammy, yeah, they 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 could have played on that like a hell of a lot more than they did, and they've just been dragging ass on it, right? So, and it, yeah, it doesn't mean anything now. I don't know what what, uh, what the fuck do I? I don't know shit. <laughs> I guess I don't know. You only have a master's in writing. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you know, I got one, but you know, whatever. <laughs> Uh, so next up we have Rhea Ripley versus Zelina Vega. This is probably going to be a really fun match because Zelina's small and can be thrown around. Rhea can also post for Zelina doing stuff, but it ends up with Ripley winning, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah. I, it's a weird matchup because I mean I'm glad that Zelina is getting a title, so that's pretty cool that they're going to do that. You know, like. I'm thinking of it as a, you know, I know I'm, I know it's all like predetermined and shit, but it's still kind of neat that they're giving her a fucking shot, you know, to be in a, you know, major match. But I'm also just noticing the LWO is nowhere on this card except for Zelina. I don't I guess know. That's what happens when you don't win a match for two months. Maybe they'll all get involved in the end match. It'll probably be what happens. But at least Judgment Day is represented with Bad Bunny versus Damian Priest. Which is going to be the main event, probably. Yep, I mean, Bad Bunny's going to win because it's Puerto Rico, but he shouldn't, in my opinion. Oh, hell no. That's just a nice way of taking a shit on Damian Priest. Right. You know what I mean? Um, Like, I almost have to look at it as, this part isn't real. Right. Like, this is fan fiction someone wrote. Yeah. So is is that the main event? I think the main event is going to be Cody versus Lesnar. Oh, okay. Yeah, which makes is, sense. Which is going to be Cody going over because we're continuing the story and Brock, frankly, doesn't need wins anymore. And so are they not, ha- Roman's not wrestling? Nope, Roman is not on the card from what oh I can God. tell. You're not having your fucking champion on the fucking PLE? Which is why I kept saying, if Roman is taking time off, he needs to lose the belt. Because now, congratulations, uh, the Intercontinental Championship isn't even represented on here. They don't even have Gunther like going up against anyone? Not so far. I'm surprised. What I saw on Bleacher Report, we have those matches, that's it. I'm surprised no. it's not Bobby Lashley events against Gunther or something. And Bob, you know, I know they're on different shows, but... Right, like no Gunther, no women's championship match, or I'm sorry, women's tag championship match. That's it. And maybe, I don't know, maybe they're trying to figure out what Drew McIntyre's doing. I don't know. And oh, then, I'm sure it'll 
it'll end with they came to an agreement because they don't want him to go to AEW. Yeah, probably. They'll probably pay him whatever he wants. Um, By the way, on the on that fake list of the new roster for the AEW Collision show, yeah, they had like all the people who were gone. So they had Miro on there. They had Andrade <laughs> El Idolo on there. They had Roosh on there. And the whole time, like, this is a damn good roster. Yeah. <laughs> and then it just disappointed me going like, man, AEW has a lot of really good people not on their show. That's because, you know, it's like, I know people will get mad at me for this too. It's because the AEW fans don't want to see people that were in the WWE. I'm surprised they're giving they're giving fucking Aleister Black any fucking you know love because or or fucking Buddy Murphy or any of those guys because AEW fans don't like anyone who came from WWE, which is why they didn't like Cody. Which is so weird because they accepted Jericho, they accepted Moxley. Well, that's because it's popular to accept Jericho. Yeah, fair. You know, that's it's a fucking fad to accept Jericho. And it's no offense to Jericho or anything. It's just that the, it's that's what's popular right now because they like singing that song and shit. It was such the weirdest thing when AEW was basically split. Like, it's still split now where you have what I call the baddie-verse, where it's just whatever's going on with Jade Cargill is completely separate from everything else. Yeah. And then for a while you had the Cody-verse. Yeah. Yeah, and it's... Uh... But yeah, look, I'm thinking about it too, and it's like, yeah, it makes perfect sense that they, yeah, the AEW fans don't like anyone. They don't, they don't want to accept anything that was WWE. Which, like I said, which I don't. The, the only diff, the only thing that's saving that is that has maybe Brian Danielson. You know, yeah, but I think people just love Brian Danielson because the WWE didn't really want him as champion, or at least Vince McMahon didn't. Yeah, well, and also he's an indie darling. Oh yeah, and the and the internet. It's it's all about the the internet and the fucking who's the internet darling and shit. Which is why Liv Morgan's popular. You know, no offense to Liv Morgan. I'm sure she's fine. She's a fine worker, but whatever. <laughs> um, yeah, I just you know like because like that's the thing with Miro. Like, but that's that's also AEW's fault because Miro's gimmick in AEW was stupid. It keeps being stupid. Like at first it was. I really like video games. Out of nowhere, Billy Mitchell is going to come next to me and play a video game. No one knows who Billy Mitchell is, but here he is. Yeah. And and then he was the best man. Yeah. To be fair, I did think that was funny. Like, I chuckled <laughs> at that one. Like, okay, I get it. Um, I will say this. Kudos to Kip Sabian for dyeing his hair, because I was able to actually keep track of who he was during the time. Tag Team Battle Royal. Any, like, purple now or something? He described it as every color. Every color. Okay. I just Bro. described them as Tim Burton presents Kip Sabian and Penelope Ford. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, But, yeah, like, I don't know. So I've heard that they're, they finally have started working on their promotional material for AEW Take Forever. Really? Yeah. So, I mean, maybe they're making some big progress with it. I don't know. I mean, half the roster's gone. But... They'll probably have storyline in there where Miro's champion. And they'll have a big feud with the Big Show, who they also never use. And they Mark Henry. 
so they taped Rampage at the show I was at. They didn't even have Mark Henry do a thing. <laughs> like I'm I'm guessing that's all pre-taped or whatever. But yeah, we as the crowd never got it's time for the main event. I'd love to see Bully Ray, like a Bully Ray run in AEW. I think that'd be pretty cool. That'd be fun. I Although would love once to again, see... he would dwarf everybody. Uh, well, yeah, I'd love to see. I actually, I wish they would have let him do the Bully Ray run in, in WWE. I oh, think yeah, that, that would have been that fun. Be pretty fucking fun to do and cool to watch. And he wanted to, and he actually, he actually went to Vince about it. Vince is like, no, pal. Like he was the best part of Aces and Eights while that thing was happening. Yeah, that was like the only thing good about Aces and Eights. Uh, <laughs> I, I loved when they were all wearing the neoprene masks. They're just this mask represents like this mask represents that you had eight dollars and went to this website. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And you but... know how I know that, sir? Because I have one. <laughs> um so they're doing a is it next next year that WrestleMania is going to be in Philly? Yes. So are they going to utilize some of the ECW guys? That'd be cool if they did, but I doubt it. Same way they didn't utilize Gangrel. Uh, they might have like Rob Van Dam be the host or something. Of oh, WrestleMania. that'd be fun. Uh, they, that's why they won't do it because it would be fun. <laughs> right. Um I think it would be even more fun if they had Sandman be the host of fucking WrestleMania. That crazy son bitch. <laughs> or okay. Raven. Here's what I want. Just to see everyone's head explode because they don't know which way to go. Yeah. Budweiser sponsors Sandman as the host of WrestleMania. That'd be great. Like, ha, you guys don't know what direction to go now. Some people think that they're going to put Tommy Dreamer in the Hall of Fame. I think he deserves it. Oh, fuck yeah, he does. Like, way more than he deserves it. I mean, the Dudleys are in there. Rob Van Dam's in there. Fucking Sabu should definitely be in there. But yeah, they, yeah, Tommy Dreamer and Raven should both be in the Hall of Fame. And, you know, Raven did an interview where he even said, Vince just did not understand my gimmick at all. Like, no, no, he did not. Well, one, he didn't like it because he didn't come up with it. Right. I mean, so he already had a little bit of bias against him. Um, but Ray, yeah, Raven's gimmick was, I mean, he was just like supposed to be like the loner fucking, you know, distant character. You know what I mean? Like how, well, how they started. He was basically, remember when Elias first started in? Yes. Where he was like a wanderer? That's kind of how Raven was, but Raven did it way fucking better. You know, I mean? many people could have done it worse. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I, I, you know, Elias, when he started walking, when he was doing the fucking vagabond walking around shit, I, th I actually, I thought that was all right. You know, I really appreciated that he would come out and take a decent amount of time so I could focus on my sandwich. <laughs> I didn't say like his matches I enjoyed. I just said that <laughs> when he was backstage, like and they would be doing something, he would just kind of be walking around looking at people kind of funny and just go on and doing his own thing and never saying a word. That's kind of cool. Okay, I thought he were no, that was all right. Yeah, like when when he first showed up and he was doing that on the main roster, um, that was cool. That's kind of like I said, that's kind of like Raven's gimmick, except for Raven fucking did it way better. I did love when Raven brainwashed Sandman's kid. That was oh yeah. <laughs> was that when he fucking blew the fireball in his face and like Sandman didn't leave his house for six months? Yep. 
that's some fucking gimmick. That's seriously working the gimmick. Good for him. That's kayfabe as fuck. Right. Um, like Andy Kaufman would have been proud of that. Oh hell yeah. I always I always found Raven very interesting because when Raven first started, he was a Scotty Flamingo, mm-hmm. right? And he was NWCW. all like WCW. Yeah, and he was all like pastel and shit, and like, and then he became fucking Johnny Polo, you know, in WWF when he was managing. He was managing the Quebecers, which was fucking weird, right? And uh, but that was fine too. Like, you know, I was okay with that. I thought it was pretty interesting. Johnny Polo was fun. Right. You know, and uh and, and then, then the nineties happened. <laughs> yeah, and then yeah, and then like I think Raven listened to way too much fucking Pearl Jam and like Nirvana. Yep. And became whatever. So like the instant he grabbed a flannel shirt. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Hold on a sec. More. I see what's going on right now is like I'm so close to the shoot, and you know this. I'm just saying this for the for the audience. Right. Um, we're so close to shooting season two. Like I'm like basically on call 24 hours a day now. So like anytime someone messages me, um, I have to, I have to like answer them because it's usually about something important. So that was like my production coordinator. And this sounds like a fine time for me to hold this up. Oh, plug the hat. Yes. Uh, so, oh yeah, because we're done with AEW now. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, uh, watch Fantastico Disasters Theater on the Troma Now app, where you can get it for five dollars a month with your first month for free. You can watch the entire first Troma season of Fantastico Disasters Theater, all uh, nine episodes, I guess, because because the, there was eight episodes, but the finale was two episodes. And I host a lot of cool movies. And then season two will be coming out. I think August. I think August 1st is our target date. Depends on how fast I can edit that shit. So who knows? Because I'm I'm pretty burnt out already. Like I haven't even shot this season and I'm burnt as fuck. So so like just like a lot of production problems, a lot of things, not even production problems, but pre-production problems. You know, a lot of that shit. So anyone who's worked in film and production knows how fucked up it can get. <laughs> so and, and and this is no different. This low budget shit's no different. So, but yeah, that's that's all I have. Is that all the ra- wrestling you have for tonight? That's all the wrestling I know of tonight. Cool. All right, everybody. Well, that is it for myself, Gringo Fantastico, and for Jason the Turtleneck Hilton. This is Headlines, Headlocks, and Hijinks, episode thirteen. Hope everybody enjoyed tonight, and uh, we may do something special coming up. And I'm going to talk to uh, my co-host here about that uh, here in just a second as we go off the air so everybody have a good night don't hurt each other don't do any dumb shit and uh yeah that's all i got (laughs) take care everybody have a good night good night or day or morning or wherever the fuck i don't know (laughs)